Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 27th of July 2014. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Oh, I did it in the other order. And Robert Kemp. Ahoy there. I perhaps should have had a bit of static before I said that. <laughs> Ahoy there. Oh, okay. I worked out what that reference was eventually. <laughs> no one else is going to know, though. <laughs> a reference to a freeware game from like... 1996. Was it freeware or was it shareware? Possibly shareware. shareware. Yeah. That we just happened to find on some. Well, it was that, was it from that classic uh, cover CD from that magazine, from the PC Gaming magazine that had everything it, on it? Was it, it might that have one? been from. Or was it from a different one? There were a couple around. It was the classic one. It might have been one of the other ones. There were a couple around that time, weren't there? That just had everything good within that like five years of worth of games. <laughs> that was the mysterious disc that that. Uh, what was it? PC Gamer March two thousand? No, March nineteen ninety six, and it had uh, it had CNC and Warcraft two demos. Oh yeah, for some reason on it. It also had Rebel Assault two demo, which I never played because I was busy playing the other games on it. It had the serial Cyberpunk on it, I think. Oh yeah. It had like some strike, some sort of Desert Strike ripoff game, didn't it? Do you remember with the helicopter? Wasn't it? Wasn't. A, not a rip-off, but the sequels to Desert Strike, like Jungle Strike or something. No, I don't think they were on PC at the time. Were they on PC, those games? I don't know. I don't, I don't actually know. I think they're like just Mega Drive. They got, they got Mega Drive and Amiga releases. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so tons of mysterious stuff on that. And of course, Warcraft 2 had the Warcraft 2 installer, complete with your sound card works perfectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were the days. Good old, good old shareware discs. Well, did you, actually, I say those were the days, but then you'd get those crap discs as well that were like 100 awesome games. Yeah. You put it in and it's actually 99 crap games and one you might actually play. But how do you find that one? That is, that is the trouble. It's like a, it's a proper effort. You have to, have to go through them one by one, figure out how you actually get them to work work out what the shareware requirement is or the bullshit you have to skip. Because some of them were actually like just demos some of the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you actually need to buy this in order if you want to actually play the rest of the game. And, oh, what? Oh. But how else would you find all the classics, like, like, unless they made you in Spheres of Chaos? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the originals of those. Spheres of Chaos isn't that obscure, though, that anymore no. anyway, is it? No, That's that like became well-known. thing, yeah. Alastomanium weirdly stayed sort of quiet, even with like games like Trials coming about, which are basically just sort of doing that. Well, some people do occasionally mention it in relation to Trials. Yeah. But not that many people. It was a pretty early precursor to that whole idea. I don't remember that. When were you playing Alastomania? Tons. Man, yeah, one time. <laughs> we, yeah. we got quite a long way into that game, I guess, to where it got completely ridiculous rather yeah. than just quite ridiculous. I mean, it's sort of bits where you had to sort of sort of break physics because, like, the elastic part of the bike suspension, you could suspend it through things. Well, oh, fine. I remember. Because it I've made some it. of those levels quite awesome. But then there was just, like, there's the it got to the point where you had levels where it was just like that. I think it was the one that we're probably about where we stopped playing was the one where it's like, here's a bunch of shapes floating in the void and you have to oh, try yeah. and work out where you even have to go for a start to actually collect all the things you need to collect yeah, I don't know as well you... as find a way down. Yeah, I don't even know how you could 
like well it's way up as well yeah it's like how do you do this actually in fairness that doesn't sound that doesn't sound too unlike quite a few of the uh sort of homemade levels for trials where it's just like how the bloody hell are you supposed to do this There was one I I downloaded that just basically just put you in a sphere and there's something you have to do to make the door unlock or something to it so you can actually get out and do some other bits of the level. But You're just running around around a sphere trying to... Pretty much, yeah, just going, (laughs) whee! What am I supposed to do to make this door open? Whee! Trials. You know, I haven't played any of that for like a month or so. It's like... I got to the hard stuff, and for some reason that became less fun. <laughs> for some reason. Oh, yeah, for some reason. It's like, I don't know, the, the challenge of the hard stuff just isn't actually fun. Sort of making the sort of getting faster times on the sort of doable courses is is the best part of those games. It's more fun, yeah, than yeah. trying to get than through it. Just the trying to get through ones. it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just frustrating. Well, yeah, it's because of the physics nature. It's like, it. It's not. It probably isn't random, but you know, physics always feels a little random. Sometimes it's like, why did my bike suddenly bounce off that large jump rather than just landing softly like it did the last five times? Hmm. How did I smash my head on this on this ceiling somehow? Because there's slightly different parameters or something slightly different hmm. this time, and you hadn't no way. Yeah, you couldn't quite control. It just caused some kind of bounce in all of the suspension all at the same time. <laughs> you just fly off. Pew. Ah, pew pew. Why well, we How want, is everyone? We want straight into games there. <laughs> Very unusual. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, I, I, I take <laughs> yeah. it back. <laughs> you did it with your, uh, with your <laughs> intro, with your uh, ahoy there. Ahoy there. I, uh, Noodle fork update. Yeah, I was waiting for that. There's no noodle <laughs> fork. <laughs> yep, Why? There's no actual update at all. It still hasn't arrived. It's like what? been four weeks now. She's waiting six to eight weeks for delivery. Yeah, well, I don't know. If it, I, I thought it was like 28 days or something, but I, I should double check that. <laughs> you should be able to track go. that package, man. I should go find out what my statutory rights are for a free noodle fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. If it doesn't turn up, then you should definitely hold them accountable. They're noodly promises. <laughs> You'll have to starve yourself and make claim you had no other utensils to eat food with soon. You have deprived me. But then surely they would argue, let's say we could just go in a KFC and steal a spork. Steal a spork. I bet you're a criminal. But, but I give them away for free. Only if you're eating the meal. Yeah, like, presumably you have to buy something. I don't know. They don't put the spork in the beans though, do they? No, but I, it's like I'm sure there's sort of an unspoken agreement in most places like McDonald's or whatever that you don't just go in there and grab a whole bunch of like random ketchup and force. Sure, sure, yeah. You don't, go, you don't go in there and steal the entire bucket of salt. <laughs> That's interesting. I bet if you were really stuck, maybe you could sustain yourself off free ketchup. Oh, man. <laughs> oh that's gross. I don't know, because like other places charge for ketchup. That's the worst when you pay like 4p for a ketchup packet. Oh, yeah. And you actually need two ketchup packets for like 50 well, That's how it always used to work in like school. 
Yeah. Like, chicken nuggets without ketchup, what are you doing? But then you have to pay for the ketchup and you inevitably need like two or three of those tiny yeah, nuggets. Exactly. It's, really it's like how I thought ahead. I have I have a bottle of Heinz in my bag. <laughs> and that makes you weird. <laughs> 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 well, I did. I was always a packed lunch person. Oh well, yeah, I would exactly. steal Dan's lunch. Oh, oh yeah, trade trade for green burgers. Oh yeah, chip for chip, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, chip for chip. <laughs> well, I think we do that, that doesn't that. sound like actually. It's just like have this chip, have a perfectly identical chip. <laughs> no, but that that was the thing. It was, it was based on was Americans like, calling them chips yeah. and crisps, chips. And yeah, yeah it was, what it was, I was chip for crisp. It was chip, chip for chip. crisp in reality, or or how would Americans say it? Fry for chip. <laughs> yeah, chip, chip for fry. Do you call them a fry? Is a singular of fries fry? Like, a fry. here's a fry. French, oh, a French fry. A French yeah, fry. I think it is. Uh, I yeah. guess it is, yeah. Do they have a word for, like, you know, because French fries presumably define the, the thinner, thinner potato. Do they have chunky slice. chips at all? Yeah, it, yeah, that's the thing. Do they have chunky chips at all? And if they do have chunky chips, do they just call them chunky fries instead of chunky chips? That sounds what did I just call likely. Chips? No, potato I think chips. Oh no, but you can't even call them potato chips. That's no, like, you can't. Call it a hot, hot, mushy potato slice. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> I think you're right. They probably call them chunky fries. Uh, they use various. You can, um, you know, stick various words on front of fries. You can even have like courgette fries and stuff, can't you? Like in Byron. Mm. Yeah, well, presumably parsnip fries. I think that's been done. But yeah, well, parsnip crisps are really nice. Sweet I wonder potato if they, fries. Well, I wonder what they call vegetable parsnip crisps in. Do they call them parsnip, <laughs> parsnip chips? Veggie chips. Veggie chips. Have you tried Poor those? Those are really chips. nice. They're slightly uh, more expensive than normal crisps. No, I, I don't really like them, or at least I've tried some that are horrible and some that are okay. Yeah. I guess it's somewhat variable. Oh, you're not coughed out. No, I'm coughing a lot. What's going on? Man, it's pretty warm. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer. That's a dramatic lean for the light switch there. You can now see. (laughs) See all this voices. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we can now see in this room filled with gl- giant white monitors staring back at us. You don't need the monitors, really, for no. recording podcasts. No, we don't technically need lights or monitors. No, we could just if we, close our eyes all, if we really wanted to. If we could just close our eyes and yeah, traverse the <laughs> astral plane of gaming news. <laughs> of which... Uh, we're about to start the segment, and also there is that. <laughs> Apparently, should, should we should we not start the segment, given that we have no news? <laughs> <laughs> well, what have we got? Let's see. I'm sure I thought of something earlier, and then thought, "Oh yeah, that's news," but of course I've already forgotten it again. So give me like you guys will have to continue the news segment while I sit here in silence and think about what that was, <laughs> unless you say it first, of course. Because we should do the the stories that are ongoing, I guess first. The ones okay. That- News. We've sort of talked about it before. We're sort of news again because Crytek still haven't come out and said what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But they, apart from they've defined it as a transitional phase for the company. It's like, does that mean they're bankrupt or being bought or? Mm, that doesn't sound, that definitely sounds euphemistic. Like, yeah, the, the word transitional is always dangerous. Yeah, indeed. It means like they're handing over, like, 
Crytek is no longer dealing with this shit. <laughs> you have um, it. Okay, well, unfortunately, <laughs> that is still no more news on that. <laughs> no, so that's, that's not, real, not real news. news. Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, yes. guys. You remember that? Well, I was talking to Zach about this the other day, actually, so he'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I went back and listened to some old salad cast for some reason. I don't know. For some reason. Occasionally. Yep. That's quite a good show. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, it's worth a listen. I was listening to the, the E3 stuff again. And I noticed from this that. Year. Yeah, from this year. And I noted that Sony had said that PlayStation Now beta access would begin in July. And it's like pretty near the end of July. And I haven't heard anyone talking about PlayStation Now. So did that just not happen? Hmm. So what were you going to get with it? Well, it was only the like the beta thing, and the initial run was to support the streaming of some PS3 games to PS4. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Right, because they promised it's the Gaikai like, thing. Yeah, they promised some form of weird backward compatibility based on yeah streaming based on the Gaikai technology, yeah. which never like happened yet. But no, so you know they promised the beta was coming in July, and I think that hasn't happened. Unless yeah. there was some agreement by which you weren't allowed to talk about it, but then why would Sony make a big deal of the beta coming if no one was allowed to talk about it? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they're just having trouble. Get- I mean, it's quite ambitious, all the cloud gaming stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I hope it does come off, but it's all gone very quiet on the Gaikai front. But I mean, I guess it's rebranded, right? Well, well, I know that's their technology, but I guess it, it is yeah. PlayStation now, right? Yes, yeah, that will be that will be the name of the service. But cool, but it's it eventually. Not... No one said anything. Hmm. Well, they they can't just say one thing. There must be some announcement somewhere or press release saying, "Oh, sorry." Saying, yeah, um, sorry, can't can't do this yet. anymore. No, it's not really. Perhaps only in the Bay Area we have this set up. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, it's only not fulfilling promises. That's not not unusual. Um, other, I suppose, delays or beta. No, I just go with beta news first. Um, I have anecdotal notes about people playing the Destiny beta that it is meh. That they oh, yeah. I, like, I haven't I haven't yet heard of a person who was in the beta actually getting sort of into it. Really, like, from, from through my contacts anyway. These are like people sources. I know and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, your brother seemed to think it was fairly decent. Like, he was one of the ones that told me meh, <laughs> but did well, he tell you something else? Did, did like, he warm up to it or something? Maybe. What Wait, did he yeah. say? Uh, he didn't really say anything. He was just like, I. it was just something I overheard him talking about games he was playing. He was like, yeah, I was in that Destiny Vita, and that's like, we've been playing that a lot, I guess. Oh, because he didn't actually give an opinion. <laughs> well, you, know, you can't remember whether he said it was good or not. But he definitely said he'd been playing it a lot. So I don't know. I still don't. I weirdly don't find myself interested in that. Still, I, I, I sort of fell off it. I think after seeing it, seeing the alpha. Well, I don't know what's going on like. with the alpha and beta because it feels everyone's got this feeling that um, there isn't going to be much content because all they've seen is this old new Russia stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, that, that can't be but true. That right? can't be true, right? Surely there'll be. I mean, it's hugely expensive game to produce. There's, there's probably tons of content, right? That yeah. uh, that will all be revealed as soon as you, yeah, as you play it. The, so because so, of its sort of MMO nature, you know, it might be one of these things that expands. 
Yeah, that's true. But I, I, I I'm, wouldn't be surprised if it was pretty big when it came out compared to what we've seen so far. It'd be a massive surprise if it was, if it wasn't, you know, at least average size for a shooter. Yeah, I mean, it's all, I saw news just it, now that the beta be players than, have been let, probably, let, let onto let, the moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. There's no longer wizards from the moon. But there are. They just took that, that line out. They are still wizards and they're still from the moon. So it's still oh. just as dumb, just because they don't have Peter Dinklage to say it in a dumb way. Do they not? Can they just give them a better name than wizards? Because, yeah, it's too late know. now. They're called the wizards. I think all the names are pretty bad. I mean, the, what is it? The, the hive the and the, the, the fall the and darkness the, hive, or the something. darkness. And, yeah, it's all like super generic sounding. Well, they're basically doing the classic maneuver of using the like the old high fantasy style terms, but in your science fiction setting, where it's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a warlock," which means I use like ma- ma- not actually magical armor abilities to project like energy and stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not such a bad thing to do. I mean, I, they no, even, if, if you used right, not, I mean, like... the warlock sort of makes some sense at least. You know, it, yeah, it's not magical, but you know, whatever, it's the same effect. Well, that's why they're wizards, because <laughs> they're just another version of warlocks. But they're not, the wizards are sort of an uh, no. I suppose they're an alien enemy, aren't they? This time, it's but they didn't really do anything, did they? They just sort of glowed a bit. Maybe how hold much of a close look at them did you get? Really? Uh, do you even know what they were firing at you? <laughs> uh, glowing tomatoes. Yeah, pretty much some kind of projectile. <laughs> And they've got like houses, right? Like sort of medieval style, fantasy style, you know, houses with mottos and stuff. Oh, and, and oh yes, no, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I seem to remember saying that. Yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, so that, that might be interesting. So what? What's that the sci-fi the... that's got houses in? Probably. Um, is that not the class stuff? Yeah, <laughs> well, House of Trades. Yeah. yeah. Or is that not the class of stuff? Because there's some of the you know you had to. You had some faction stuff with your class. Or... Oh, right. Guilds. Mm. Yeah, could be guilds. They'd I mean, they have some kind of guild system, I'm sure, or whatever that would be called. I don't know. Either way, I don't know. There's something about that that's just not grabbing me. That's well, far. Although there may not be much else to choose from at the end of this year. <laughs> no, I think it's the, it's the big game this year, isn't it? I don't mm. think there's, there's anything. What What else is on the... On the scope, no more battlefield. Yeah, Hard Smash, Brothers. <laughs> Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, so that's yeah, that's that's the news. That's the other the actual news. news. <laughs> yeah, Battlefield Hardline has been delayed till March next year. Woo. Uh, well, fine. <laughs> and they've apparently I mean, said the story is something about good cops becoming bad cops. Oh <laughs> god! So you know that's gonna have. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was the worst <laughs> story. <laughs> Right. Uh, I don't know. Battlefield stories well, are terrible battle- already. Yeah, yeah they've, they've never been good thus far. Okay. No, and this is going to be even worse because this one doesn't have... At least Battlefield has like set most <coughs> zones and like actually sort of makes sense, whereas Battlefield Hardline is like massive war in the middle of a city, which is pretty bad. At least, at least the original Battlefield, you know, was just... <coughs> what? History. <laughs> yeah, but that makes it too easy. 
It didn't have a story at all. No. no. Well, it had those little, like, if you played the campaign, the stupid campaign against bots, didn't it have, like, little... Well, uh, the description of what actually happened in history. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's the story. <laughs> Man, it'll never happen, but it'd be way cool if they went back to. I suppose they did do it with Battlefield 1943 on the consoles, right? Did that come out on PC eventually? It did, I think. Yeah, it, it did eventually. I think. But like, it wasn't like a proper Battlefield title. It was a bit lightweight, wasn't it? That'd be I don't think cool. it had all of the content or all of the maps from the original Battlefield. It was no. just kind of a, a mini selection. Yeah, it had weight. That was the key part. Mm. And, and then, you know. The opinion of it is quite high. Yeah. 1943 in general, people thought, you know, this is pretty good. Cool. And then 3 came out, I think, and everyone was like, well, fuck that. <laughs> Some point, somebody's got to go back to World War Two. It's just a question of a matter of time. Yeah. And Wolfenstein definitely doesn't count. No. <laughs> Although it's apparently quite good. Yeah, people seem seemed... Seem to have warmed up to the new Wolfenstein. I think it's because maybe it feels quite... It sort of walks that modern, old-school line. Yeah. And sometimes that can be pretty fun. Modern, old-school. Yeah. it's it's. I guess it's like taking the shooter genre and demaking it back to what it used to be. Well, let's like hope Unreal Tournament like does something Sam's like those lines too. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Of which they showed a couple of screenshots of a level. Wow. With plenty of talking. But it's literally just level, right? So there's no guns or, any, or characters. No, or I don't think so. Yeah. Anything. So that could probably fit into most games. Yeah, it's a generic space corridor here. Could probably be a Halo level. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You could just quite easily paste Master Chief there, and it's like, oh no, it's part of Sword Base. There you go. Pass my grenade to the face. There's some kind of video of um, the um, Ridley Scott Halo live action thingamajiggy, Nightfall. Oh, was that? Yeah, a little bit of that, but I mean, they were like the tiny, tiny bit of plot that they were getting across in that like the setup that they were getting across in this very short trailer it was like what so they found like uh, a compound that can selectively kill human beings no 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 it's an element (laughs) and where are they mining it (laughs) so it just sounded hyper dumb like just for the first 30 (laughs) seconds (laughs) is it unobtainium is it unobtainium yeah inconceivium so basically that sounded retarded but um unbelievium unbelievium i came up with the best solution to that i'm not really i guess it's not really a solution to a problem but i'm gonna call it a solution to the problem it's my solution to the problem of unobtainium is if i ever get a chance to use this for some purpose like i don't know if we use it in a game at some point or something yeah basically you make unobtainium but you make it a, a uranium a uranium compound. So it's UN, and then it's compounded with oxygen and boron. <laughs> <laughs> and they just call it unobtainium because they're funny. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> That's my solution to that. Take this out. <laughs> that could work. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> 
me <laughs> now. Don't steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so uranium be... uranium's just you though, isn't it? Yeah, I know. You would be nitrogen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I wonder what that would actually make. I don't think you can alloy with with organic elements, can you? I mean, carbon mm, steel, technically no. the carbon isn't in the metal. It's no, like it's in not, the matrix. It's yeah, <laughs> it's in the matrix. It's <laughs> true. There is no thing. The lattice. The lattice isn't real. That'd be a good sequel, the lattice. What else? Does it get that pies? Agent Vector. That'd be the logical conclusion of the Matrix. More Vector. goddamn Matrix. Now. <laughs> yeah. but speaking about pies, the tensor. <laughs> right. I had a had a thought the other day. It's a pretty dumb thought. We're moving so, away from these again. So obviously, but, yeah, obviously. Good-o. But it's a very. I was in Felix Day, right? I, I went to the. I went to the. I went to the Felix. I went to the Felix. The Felix. The Felix. I don't know. Felix. And like, and you look out to sea on a nice clear day. You can see what must be an oil platform out out in the distance. About that. Well, I don't know. There's something that looks suspiciously like it. It basically looks like the pie symbol. Okay. Just in just miles and miles away. And I was like. A bit of me started then, like, just going a bit too far with this thought, going, I wonder if that's a reminder that the Earth is curved. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just looking at it, it's like, remember kids, hi. Jesus. I'm allergic to your, to your dumb thoughts. <laughs> maybe maybe that was... Um, really. <laughs> maybe that was the independent principality of Sealand. Isn't that somewhere <laughs> off, off Felix, though? Or, no, I think that's a bit further north than that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly. I thought that was okay. a lot further north. It's that would be pie-shaped. Well, it's still on the East Anglian coast, but not... I think it's Norfolk coast. Is it? I think so. Oh, okay. I mean, it's still a whole mile and whatever out the city. <laughs> yeah, of course. You might be able to see it. Well, you almost certainly can see it from the shore, I would have yeah, thought. Maybe that, maybe that is it, yeah. Who knows? Well, or something similar, anyway. One of those other various platforms and things that they shove out there. Yeah, I don't know if it would, if it would be oil related in in Suffolk lands, but maybe. Probably more likely to be wind generated than related. Yeah, probably. But then, why would it look like pie? What would the horizontal bit be? Dude, no, I'm just it looking on the map. It is. It, it is just off Felix Day. It probably is it. Okay. I saw Sealand. Yeah, so he may have seen Sealand. So Pi was actually a country. That's not a real country. <laughs> a fake no. country. <laughs> Where people decided to say this is now an independent country. Was anyone actually there when they said that? Uh, well, <laughs> people have lived on it, haven't they? But I don't know what's going on there now. They have a website. You can become a Lord Lady Baron of Sealand. <laughs> Baron of Sealand. <laughs> you can get identity cards, coins, <laughs> coins. It's <laughs> ridiculous. They've got a flag. Did, wonder, did the plan ever happen to like install the Pirate Bay in one of the legs? Uh, I don't think that came off. <laughs> I don't think that would have worked like legally. I don't know, though. 
They they would have claimed that it would, but they might have been invaded. <laughs> is it not technically a? I don't know. Does that does it still count as international waters, or is it not? Is I don't right? think in UK it is waters, international then. waters. I don't think it's far enough out to be in international waters. I'm not. Actually, surely, it, surely, it's just that. Yeah, it must it must just be England then, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, but the the original purpose of the pie shaped thing out out of Felixstowe was for um was it was built in World War Two to have anti aircraft batteries on it, I think. Oh. So it's not for oil or anything. Yeah, I don't think. But uh, I think that might be it because it does look like pie. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It didn't look like you know it didn't have a huge tower or anything. But you do yeah. sort of expect from an oil platform. Yeah. I think it had stuff on it previously that was taken off, like when it was actually used uh, for a good reason, other than being a dumb, fake country. <laughs> <laughs> Tourist attraction. Well, you could really confuse you? your kids by saying, hey, come to Sealand. And then you go there and it's like, this isn't very interesting. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Big concrete. I saw a bit that they Sony released a trailer for the Heavenly Sword movie. Oh yeah, as well. I don't know they're making that. Uh, yeah, the various movie quite... news. What have we got? Heavenly Sword. Um, what something about the Last of Us? Talking to Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, and Warcraft movie. Did we say that? Well, yeah. So something happened at Comic Con. Oh, Nothing interesting. Okay. Did you see the Game of Thrones? Oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but there was a blue. I do not. Uh, at Comic Con, that was pretty good. I saw a dumb headline that was Game of Thrones related, where it's just like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones hires new cast, and I'm like, well, yeah, they have to because they keep killing them all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly true. <laughs> that's like not news at all. Game yeah, of well, the news was who's going to be in it. Well, right? yeah, obviously, so, like, Jeremy Price and various people's. Oh, and what's his face? Uh, Doctor Bashir, is it uh, from Star Trek? Deep <laughs> uh, Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, the only thing that everyone remembers it for. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he was in Twenty Four as like a terrorist at one point. Yeah. Um, like a, a a nice terrorist or something. Well, he'd have to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Was he also in Bridget Jones? As one of the friends. No, that, that, that guy is all four weddings. That's the guy who's, who looks exactly, who looks like, exactly him. like him. Yeah, <laughs> and also plays very similar parts. So yeah, so. Jackie Fair always to get confused between those two as well. So <laughs> Fair enough, I'll take that. Yeah, that's that's a legit confusion. Yeah, guys, I don't know why he's in at the moment. I would be surprised if he turned up in Game of Thrones at some point. <laughs> They can be brothers. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's a house, right, or something. I think they're, they're I think he's from Dawn or whatever, where the prince from this season was from. He had the, it, it's from this place called Dawn, right, and which is obviously meant to be sort of more kind of Arabic and and hot and and desert like, I suppose, or whatever. And and the the guy, the prince from Dawn, had all these um, sun uh, 
symbols all over his uh, tunic and stuff. It's obviously the sun was the symbol of dawn. So naturally, I thought dawn was spelled D-A-W-N, but no, right. <laughs> it's not. It's spelled D-O-R-N-E. Dorn. Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, dawn. It just changes the spelling slightly. Oh, man. All the names are... As I have this continuing gripe that all the names of everything in Game of Thrones are really, uh, Game of Thrones are really uninspired and boring. Well, the other ones then. Well, I've gone through this several times. This argument. Well, basically, like my thing is that you know how in Lord of the Rings, I mean, the thing about Lord of the Rings is like a lot of the book is basically just an excuse like a backstory for the actual languages because the guy who wrote it, Tolkien, was a professor of of um anglo-saxon languages and stuff so he was into mm. making up languages so he had these cool and and consequently in the books everything has an awesome name that actually literally means something in one of these languages or one of or an earlier fictional language that mm. like there's it i mean not only does that universe have fictional current languages it has fictional dead languages like it has a fictional equivalent of latin that nobody speaks but is important mm. in the development of the the other languages and the place names and everything and so everything has a cool name in Lord of the Rings, basically. Um, but uh, my, my problem with Game of Thrones is like everything has the most generic fantasy name imaginable. Like, what's the the first city that you come to in when you first watch the first episode? It's called Winterfell, which pretty much sounds like it could have been around uh, from any Elder Scrolls game. Uh, it probably was, especially uh, given that winter was coming. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know, just everything, and that that everything various unrelated things are all called iron like the throne of westeros is called the iron throne and for some reason the bank which is very important that's on the other side of the city is called the iron bank and then there are these islands which are unrelated to either of those two entities called the iron islands and people who are from the iron islands are known as ironborn uh, but they <laughs> don't have control of the iron throne like <laughs> the iron throne so, is in a keep in in the, the iron it's throne an iron keep yeah, no, that's the thing. The, the, the city, which is the capital where the king lives, it's on, by the sea. It's called King's Landing. Mm. And uh, the <laughs> keep where the Iron Throne is, is big and red. It's called the Red Keep. Uh, <laughs> just everything right. is just really boringly named. Like, and, and again, and, like some cultures do that, don't they, with their names? Yeah, like, it's true. That's the justification. That's the justification is that, yeah, everything's everything in reality, like in England, I guess, is mostly literally named, at least in the old language that it was originally named in. Mm. So I guess that's the justification. But I just find it really boring compared to sort of Minas Arnor and in Minas Tirith and Exilion and all of this stuff. Mordor. Or Mordor, or everything sounds cool in, and has a reason <laughs> as, as well behind it. Whereas it's just really like boring in Game of Thrones. I'm an architect, and I've got a fever. You need more doors. Yeah. <laughs> you need prescription. It's more door. <laughs> more door. Do you think that was the justification? It was like, this is no good. There's not enough doors. I need more. Uh, I, need, I need a gateway through yeah, the plot. I need more doors. Ah, much, more door. There's pretty much only one door in there. Yeah. Mordor, that's kind of the point. There's only one door into one Mordor. One big fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> but then that one door is probably it's more door than anything <laughs> else. It's giant. Yeah. Admittedly, that thing's called the Black Gate, which isn't that exciting a name. But uh, it probably has various 
That's the thing. They they often have di- more than one name in, which is true of things in 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 real life. That sometimes they have you know more than one name. So that's quite cool. In not in, not in Game of Thrones. Mordor on the door of war. <laughs> Naturally. Anywho, Although the door the door of war presumably you open and you just get more <laughs> doors. <laughs> but you only get doors it's a shame that you don't just get more of whatever you want and it also means that you can only get doors that are smaller because otherwise they wouldn't fit for it and perhaps it's one of those doors that you walk through and there's just more of whatever goes through it like so you just you throw someone through it's one of those doors that you just walk through and you get more <laughs> yeah that happens uh, all the time <laughs> I like uh, things so. <laughs> they're handy those doors aren't they yeah, it's incredibly handy. <laughs> through holding like 500 quid and then you get a thousand quid. <laughs> or an infinite number. It's not even a specific, it doesn't say it double, you just get more. Oh, no, the, the, the trick to those doors is, is they don't tell you where the other stuff comes out. It's a, a random door somewhere. A clone of you carrying 500 quid walks out. A fat clone of you, though. Cause oh, yeah, because there'll be more of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where in the world is this other door is it even in the world maybe it picks a random door every time that was like a random closed door to, that will open and... it has to open yeah okay presumably it has to open and there has to be nobody on the side of the door through which the moor is it coming open. yeah exactly <laughs> if there were people on both sides it wouldn't work would it and what do you see through the door, like as as it opens and somebody walks through it, a fatter version of you with a thousand quid? Do you see where you that where the rob originally walked in, like a portal? I guess that's the trick, isn't it? It'd just be one of those like bad camera things in a film or something where he opens it and what's behind him would just be whatever is normally there, like a broom closet. Ah, uh, <laughs> right. okay. Or some darkened space that you yeah, can't see. Yeah, but that's like, see that only on works the... if you're in a camera angle where you can't see it. What happens if you're leaning directly at it? But then it doesn't matter because, like, yeah, but then like a dude just like appears. No, you just come out. You'd be opening the door, so no one, yeah, no one could be on the other side. Him. Oh yeah, no, that's the trick. No one, would, no, that's what I said earlier. No one would. Have so to you're be on not. The side. It's like it's actually you're not allowed to see it. You know, that's to, to see the door. person appearing in the broom closet. It has right? to be a door that's closed and no one is currently looking directly at. <laughs> Yes. Okay. From behind. They could From be behind, looking at yeah. the front of the door. Yeah. So it depends which direction the door opens. I could either, surely. But if, if you push it open, then you'd be able to see him being appeared. Whereas if it pulls open, oh, right. he'd be pulling it back whilst he was appearing. Oh, but that, make, that makes the assumption that the appearing isn't just instantaneous and has some kind of phasing effect. Well, yeah, but that's what I meant why like, you're not allowed to look at it. Because <laughs> otherwise it'd be fairly noticeable. <laughs> Perhaps everything happens the instant you touch the door handle or something. Right. That Maybe. makes some kind of more sense. <laughs> to find what the rules of the door to the, to the original yeah, that is person who walks The original doesn't know. No. The original, just goes about their, the original just goes about their daily lives thinking this was bullshit. <laughs> well, I, they didn't even know they were walking through a special door of any kind. They thought well, they maybe they were. Maybe they were. Maybe that's the thing. They thought they were walking through the door of more, but didn't realise how it worked and just assumed they would get more of something. And they didn't get more of anything. And they they personally didn't get more of something, but someone else, somewhere else, the more is created. 
in the land of Mordor. Weird exchange. Do you think there's a chance that the the when you open the Mordor, that the the no no the wait Mordor the Mordor is something very different. All oh, right, the door of Mordor. <laughs> right. <laughs> you open the door of Mordor, then maybe the Mordor would open. You know, because it could be any door, right? So maybe it's the Mordor one time. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the Mordor could be. If the door of Mordor is this mystery <laughs> teleportation portal thing that's not teleporting, duplication portal, what's the Mordor? You tell me, Rob. It can't be we're done with this fault. We've run that one totally out. Okay. Okay. I think we're out of news as well. I don't think Microsoft laid off like a whole bunch of people, but I don't know if that affects games. I can't remember when we mentioned that last time. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I suspected we worked down, so I didn't say anything. And I can't remember what that news that I thought I had was. So there you go. I didn't actually tell you about the Hevelian Sword. Hevelian Sword? Hevelian Sword. (laughs) Right. Uh, Trailer. What about it? It looks shit. Okay, good. <laughs> what a surprise! Well, it's like, in somehow they've managed. Like when they when the first when the game came out, and it's like, yeah, you know, at the time those graphics were sort of impressive. It's like, hey, we can do all this, and it's like mocapped, and it's, you know, it's kind of cool. And then this this CG film pretty much doesn't improve on it really very much. You know, it's shit, very much B C tier CG stuff. It's mm. not exactly Pixar, you know, or even Squeenix, or or even World of Warcraft trailers or whatever. Same. Okay, won't watch that then. Pass. It it's like straight to DVD, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. Oh, what was I... I mean, came downstairs, and for some reason my mum was watching Twister. Oh, God. <laughs> And the thought came into my head. I started forming a thought in my head. And I was like, "Oh, Twister, that's like the second worst movie." And I was like, "Okay, it's not actually the second worst movie ever because I'm fairly sure it's way wor- I've seen way worse movies." So then my brain came up with the conclusion of that sentence to make it make sense. It's like it's the second worst movie that involves Twisters after Sharknado. <laughs> and I was like, "I was satisfied with that thought's outcome." Oh man, the Sharknado two trailer looks great. <laughs> In, a, in the most supremely dumb way. Actually. It had the line, that's not, that's nowhere ordinary Sharknado in it. <laughs> There's a Chickenado in, in Guild Wars. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Significantly less dangerous. Chickenado sounds cool though. It sounds like it should be a dish at Nando's. <laughs> yeah, probably. <It's> Chickenado. <laughs> what would that even be? It would be like a, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's a vertical chicken kebab. Is yeah. all it is. Just like Are you, you sure it would be in Nando's on a spiral or a KFC? Kebab. Could be either. I'd say it's probably sounds well, probably more likely they, they would come at, come at KFC, but then they yeah. might not be able to afford a spiral kebab stick. But the Nando sounds like Nando's, so you know, chicken Nando's. <laughs> chicken Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> Get the chicken Nando at chicken Nando's. Block. <laughs> Block. <laughs> That'd be my habit. <laughs> Alternatively, come to Rob Coe's chicken fuckers. <laughs> We've got chicken natos. <laughs> okay. I haven't actually seen that chicken nato in Guild Wars. I've seen the miniature version of it that was following someone around. <laughs> miniature chicken nato. Yep. 
Because you can get but, the miniature fucking everything. But if it's miniature, right? Surely that, like, if it had a little tiny cyclone going on, surely you could pretty much fit a chicken in it. <laughs> it's got a miniature chicken in it because it's a miniature fairy. <laughs> There'd have to be chicks. So it'd be no, it'd just be a chick chicken. That's an no. eggs. At least I assume they're eggs, or they might be rocks. I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I have, I'll have to see the full size version at some point and see what fucks up. Chickenado. I wonder if you have to fight it. <laughs> you fight the dust mite twisters, which are basically the chickenado minus the chicken. <laughs> so I assume you might have to fight it. It might be a boss of some kind. How does a chicken fight back when it's in a... <laughs> when it's in a nado? <laughs> <laughs> it's in a nado. <laughs> Maybe it could be a marinado. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. Chicken marinado. Chicken marinado. <laughs> That's good. You need to join the marketing department. You fork. Counter-rotating. Noodle fork has a double purpose. <laughs> You'd have to counter-rotate. Eating cyclone. Rotate it in the wrong direction. It just makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You, have, you just end up with ruined chicken fibres on your fork. <laughs> There isn't an equivalent, is there, in like Guild Wars or anywhere. like if you that stupid thing where if you like try and lift up a plant and you've got the wrong tool for it, you get like ruined plant fiber. Yeah, it's like there's no there's no thing for like harvesting animals. You get like, ruined meat slabs. <laughs> no, <laughs> ruined meat streaks. What do you even call it? Meat fibers. <laughs> God, this meat has been cut so badly that it's inedible. Meat gives. Yep. <laughs> Surely that's only true if the entire world consists of fugu. Like fugu cows. It's, it's cut badly, therefore you can't eat it because the poison's got out. Fugu cow. I have a great adventure for Robco. <laughs> <laughs> So what have we got coming from Robco this season? In the well, this is the meats department of Robco. <laughs> the meats department, yeah. We have a large farm that you can see from space that's on top of the McDonald's farm because <laughs> because you know we want to stamp out the competition on that run. Literally, but food is cow. Be careful, yeah. food is cow. Yeah. Chicken, chicken marinado. marinado. <laughs> chicken marinado. Oh, the meat and his cousin, the meatball marinado. Of course. Man, sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> so you'll have to you'll, when you you'll have to in, actually cook that dish now and then call it the chicken marinado. The, t- the so. trick will be like get coming up with like well at least in the meatball marinado. This might be more possible. Chicken marinado, yeah, sure. It's just a spiral kebab stick, right? Right. So, but the but the meatball marinado because like a meatball marinara is like a sandwich with meatballs in it. Basically, it's like. You'd have to have to come up with some ingenious way of making two sauces like spiral into each other around the meatballs. Well, you could you could do it with the with like bread. If you had if you you'd have to like have the meatballs in a smaller baguette and then have a larger baguette that you'd spiral cut so it slipped around the outside of the smaller baguette. And you could see the smaller baguette through the gap. Yeah, maybe you'd have to do it like a like a, one of those pastry pastry twists. Like, yeah, but but you, you have some sort of insertion mechanism for making sure the meatballs can go in the middle. 
that's maybe that's just it. It's just a cylinder of like a sponge, like like a bath sponge of uh, of, of bread into which you insert meatballs. That's pretty much how you do that, anyway, isn't yeah, it? I guess. And then perhaps if you could be really fancy about it, you can engineer your bread so it has a little uh, the secondary channel inside the crust, like a stuffed crust that you just fill with the sauce. <laughs> okay. Marinado is quite more technically advanced. <laughs> I've been watching this web series by this, uh, there's this rapper from New York called Action Bronson. If you come across him, he's really oh. fat. He's really big and um, he's, it, it, his shows are a lot of fun, but he, he he's doing a web series based on food, which is just called Fuck That's Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i rebecca i recommend checking out he really is enthusiastic about food and life in general he's not the guy that sits in the car outside of five guys is he <laughs> what? damn 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 <laughs> the only reference that rob could make from fat black dudes eating food he's, yeah, he's but... not black he's white <laughs> oh well there you go oh well, it's not that guy then no, it's not that guy <laughs> it's not it's not five guys guy guy, five five guys guy. guy. <laughs> it's a different guy he's not one of those five guys no i had a five guys the other day for the first time um where, and, uh, where was that in london yeah in Is there um, five guys in london yeah there's a couple there's one How on Upper Street. <laughs> uh, it looked at about five, I would say. Five guys, oh, okay. Well, oh, but, oh, but does five guys literally mean five guys? Or is there... No, no, there were girls there. Uh, five, five mixed. Yeah. No, actually, there's probably but more like guys. ten. I was a bit drunk, so I can't remember exactly how many there were. It was, <laughs> it was, was like... Mi- there was five or ten. Somewhere between there. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to... You could see the whole kitchen and stuff, which was kind of cool. Like, it wasn't all... Maybe that's the, the hiring policy. There can only be five men. They could have any number of <laughs> Any number of ladies. Yeah, that could be true. Um, yeah, only on was, shift at one time. It was pretty delicious, but it was... The thing about it is, like, it's really nice. It's much nicer than, like, it, it's like a... It's fast food, you know, it's proper McDonald's-y or whatever, but but, but really, really nice. Um, mm. But, um, like, it's too expensive for that. It's more like a kind of Byron price or whatever, which is oh, no really? good. Because mm. it's, it's not like a... Because Byron is, like, more posh or whatever. You buy into the experience a little, don't exactly. you? Exactly. Whereas Five Guys is literally like McDonald's, but, but nicer and more expensive. Um, maybe it wasn't quite the price of Byron, but it was still, like... Yeah, it was too much for what it was, but it was really, really nice, and it was worth it. So, where, so, where, so where would you price the Five Guys? Sort of like PK well, level, because BK is definitely, you know, above. I pay more than BK. Prices. Yeah, I pay more than BK. I pay like halfway between fast food and a restaurant, kind of, you know, and okay. a sit-down restaurant kind of price. I'd be happy. So not quite, that. not quite GBK levels then. No, so of on price, no, uh, slightly less. I would. But that's probably where it is, unfortunately. But still, it was very nice. Um, but even that still feels too expensive. Yeah. Um, but it was good. You get a grocery bag. <laughs> grocery bag? Well, they, it came in a, like a, a paper bag, I think. Oh, yep, yep. It, is, it totally is. Close enough. Yeah, in that case, yes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, they technically you do get that at McDonald's. Yeah, I guess. And the MBK. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. If, I can't actually remember. They might have given it to you in that bag, even if you were eating in. Uh, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that's it at all. <laughs> anyway, Classic yeah, that was pretty good. So we, um, I recommend it. I, and it was pretty busy. You recommend half, it? Half you recommend half. Byron Wall? Yeah, but I mean, this was like uh, after going out, um, need something to eat. Food, you know, this was like drunken food rather than. And there was no shit vans nearby. Well, there probably were, but we wanted to go to Five Guys, so we went to Five Guys. We got the bus to go to to Upper Street and went to Five <laughs> Guys. There probably were shit vans, but but the problem in Shoreditch is they're probably like freaking artisan shit vans or something. <laughs> Not, <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? They're probably like. Uh, too hipster. I mean, there's something about that phrase that is just brilliant. The artisan <laughs> shit man. <laughs> you should add that to your list of uh, of the uh, Rob Cope. Uh, yeah. Screw my normal yeah, sort of blending of game titles for this week's episode. It's just going to be the artisan <laughs> shit man. <laughs> Great. We need to, oh, we need to have a feature on Happy Sound just called that. So <laughs> called the artisan shit man. The man. Not quite sure what that could cover. <laughs> Where are you going to get your chicken like, marinades? Well, it have, yeah, it would have to be something that is trying to be poncy and pretentious, but is just shit. So it's the artisan shit, man. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to Google that in case it's... No, it's, <laughs> it's not taken. Copyright us. Copyright now. us right now. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. Yeah, no results found for artisan, artisan shit man. Wow. Awesome feature. There you go. Zach, give on it. <laughs> Great. Write us up some artisan shit man. We don't buy bad games though, so we can't. There's more your you are you're the one with the humble bundles more than me. I've true. only got a couple. That's true. Although I'm yet to sort of play a bad humble bundle game. But well, yeah, that's the trouble. But then not many not many humble bundle games actually are Ponzi enough. No. Like, I suppose Dear Esther is probably the ponziest. Yeah. Maybe Gone Home, but I haven't got that. But Yeah, that's not that. It's a bit ponzi. But it's not, it's it's not that ponzi. But it's not shit, man. No. No. They're not crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we, okay. Are we done with yeah, our project, Our project for two weeks, next two weeks, is find something to do with that name. <laughs> okay. We're not going it's unbelievable. That's brilliant. <laughs> hey, I got, I got. I actually have one bit of news. Oh, finally. That we haven't talked about. <laughs> Turned it around. Oh, wait, I've remembered what the news that you're probably about to say is. <laughs> you, you must know what this is. <laughs> we were lamenting the lack of Captain Falcon action in Smash Brothers thus far. Were we? I don't, I don't know about that. Well, because we had a big conversation about Palutena's, like, reading all her move list and stuff when <laughs> like when we, really we, all you really want is Captain Punch was a Falcon Punch it was a Captain Punch a Captain, a Captain Punch to the Falcons <laughs> right to the Falcons but as we I'm sure as we discussed before we like we knew that it was fairly inevitable he was going to turn up or we thought it was he's like I can't get rid of Captain Falcon even though he's from F-Zero of which there hasn't been a game in forever probably one of Nintendo's most neglected franchises this <laughs> side of Star Fox yeah but yeah, at least back. Star Fox is like given something coming back. Yep. So Captain Falcon's totally back, which is awesome. What a surprise! Yeah, I guess. But then they did the. 
really dumb move of like exactly what they said they weren't going to do. Where it's like, we're getting rid of clones. Here's a clone of Marv. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, they already had Marv, and it's like, that's fine. And then, then they have Ike, and it's like, well, that's sort of technically a clone of Marv, but it's different enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, from the new Fire Emblem, the one on 3DS, we're going to have to see that. And she is literally Marv in the story of the game. <laughs> she is the Marv character. She pretends to be a dude for a while, and you're like, oh, it's, it's Marv. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I'm a woman who's come back from the future because of time travel and that story and all that. But anyway, she's Marv. So, and then it's like, and then the, apparently they said she has like a slightly different move set, but it's basically Marv's moves. And you can see that it's Marv's moves where she does them, the little snippets of gameplay you see. It's like, what happened to not having clones? What the weird combo thing and the upward swipe. Yeah, you can see her do the, the B button combo maneuver that Marv has. Mm-hmm. The classic. But then all the Fire Emblem characters have that, don't they? Ike still does the, still has a combo, doesn't he? It just activates slower. No, Ike has the sideways dash on his B horizontal move. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, actually... yeah. It's actually different. It's Roy that has the. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the other version of that. Yeah. Ike was the more recent one. Yeah, the okay. one with the stupid twirly sword death yeah. dive. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why that's why he's different enough. Yeah, that's why he's actually different. And then they also added the character that took me forever to realise who the fuck even was. It's Robin, which is apparently the default name of the main character of the new Fire Emblem because yeah. you put your name in there, of course. Yeah, and I was like, who the fuck is Robin? Oh, it's me. Because <laughs> also it's the default like appearance of him as well hmm. and I was like wow white hair was the default I don't even remember that <laughs> at all gotta have blue hair <laughs> yeah it's not anime though also it fits better with like Marth has blue hair as well so you know hmm. it all makes more sense so at least he's he looks like a different character although he also seems to be doing the shouting the names of the moves action I really hope that's in I love that shit because it's so dumb it's so dumb because the names of the moves from Fire Emblem are dumb as well it's like Thunder L Thunder L Thunder L Thunder is the upgrade of Thunder it's not L Thundero no it's just L Thunder and then like Foron <laughs> so yeah I hope that I hope they at least keep that in just for the L Thunder definitely and I'm trying to remember what the other ones are. There's Elfire. <laughs> I am the Lord of Elfire. Unless Fire has a weird name. I don't think it does. I think it's just Fire. And then there's the Wind one. I can't remember what the Wind one is. Elwind. No, I think it is just Elwind. <laughs> Elwind. And, oh, no, wait, that's right. It goes It goes Thunder, El Thunder, Arc Thunder. <laughs> that's the upgrade tree for the magics in Fire I guess Arc Thunder perhaps makes more sense doesn't all the other ones Arc Fire and Arc Wind Arc Arc Wind is good and then the specially named the like fourth level is where they get specific names like Foron and I don't remember the other ones Thunderon (laughs) and Nosferatu (laughs) I don't think that even has any other versions it's not El Nosferatu. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's a new character, I guess. Yeah, an actually new character. Smash Bros. News. 
Oh, and also, I guess they sort of they because it's the, the the announcement video for these characters is done in the Fire Emblem style, just like the one, just like the cutscenes from the 3DS game. Which I guess if you did play that, you wouldn't necessarily know. <laughs> you would have just wanted a generic cutscene esque. But yeah, it looks exactly like from the 3DS. And then the main dude from the 3DS game, his name is Krom. At the end, he's like, oh, "I guess it's not my time." But apparently, by the looks of it. He's part of Robin's final smash, I would say, because they show it briefly, and I, right. I'm going to say that's his final smash. Okay, like 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 in the game, he's paired up with him. I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, that now means they have four Fire Emblem characters. But, but, but if, they shouldn't have used Lucina. They should have used Crom. Yeah, he would have at least been potentially different, and not just Marv again. <laughs> Or couldn't they pick someone who like flies the Wivens or whatever? I or, guess. Like, the worms. But, that, but how would that work in the game for Smash Bros? That would be a bit weird. Yeah. The first flying character in a Smash Bros game. <laughs> but then, how did they die? I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the Smash Bros news. Smash Bros news. I did think it, that's, did, a, did, did. that's most of the news we got this week, isn't it? And there's not much else yeah, going apparently. on. Yeah, it's a bit quiet. Should we move on to what you've been playing? I think we it's can. Fine. Who's been playing some stuffs this week and the previous week? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing some stuffs. Zach's been playing some stuffs. You've been playing who some stuffs. <laughs> who wants to talk about them stuffs? I think we're going to be forced to talk about them stuffs. Yeah, I I'm think you are. Talk about them stuffs. Oh, Zach's, Zach's, oh, Zach's infused. He's ready. Zach's yeah, ready. ready. Okay. Let's br- bring, bring the stuffs. Potentially. Go for it, Zach. Not Bring actually new, but potentially new. Well, <laughs> potentially new. I finished Link Between Worlds, and then oh. I started again because there's a hero mode. And really, the only reason I did that was because it, it, it's a new game plus thing. It's like it unlocks after you finish the normal game, and it's like oh, hero mode. And I was like, well, I'm not entirely sure. But the trouble is, it has the it has the Halo thing where it's like the legendary mode has a different ending. <laughs> Or a slightly different ending. Mm. I'm like, well, I might as well play through this again. It's actually really <laughs> like, once you know what you're doing, it's super easy. <laughs> it's like, even though in the hero mode, it's like, I think it's basically you take four times as much damage, and that's pretty much the only change. Wow. It's like, well, you just don't get hit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not actually really any different at all the second time through. Just so you didn't, mode. you didn't find anything different. Well, I haven't got to the end yet. I'm on like the last two dungeons. Okay. And also, the only thing that was different about playing it through the second time is because of the you take twice, four times as much damage or whatever. I made it. I rem- remembered what dungeons had, because even though you don't get new weapons in the dungeons, some of the dungeons have specific upgrades in them. So, like one of the dungeons has a thing that doubles your magic bar, right? And then, like four of the dungeons have master ore for upgrading the master sword. Mm. And then one of them has a has a has a has I guess it's the blue armor, except it's not for what blue armor normally does in Zelda. <laughs> it's nothing to do with water, it just makes you take half as much damage. Oh, so I was like you go that prioritize first. that one first. Yeah. <laughs> just pretty much negate the whole point of the armor. <laughs> so yeah, I did that. Well, surely only half the Yeah. There is technically the red armor as well, which give, but you only get that right at the in the la- literally in the last dungeon. Which makes it kind of weird because it's like, what? 
You're basically saying that, like, we made the last boss have twice as much damage to compensate for the fact that you're about to get half as much damage mm. from this barrel you're going to pick up on the way to the last boss. Mm. <laughs> so what do you think of the kind of end of it and the length of it and stuff when you finish the first playthrough? It's fine, I guess. It's, uh, it's glowing praise. Well, it's like I said before, it's like there's not much to do out in the world it seems like it's like it's quite a few cases where things like pieces of hearts it's just like oh this piece of heart was just on a ledge that you just had to get to using your ability to walk along walls rather than like ocarina of time having like insane like like races against um things in the graveyard right didn't that have a whole sequence under the graveyard that was purely for getting a piece of heart or something yeah yeah, I mean, there is there is a couple of bits like that. There is like the time trial run across the world thing, and then there's a, like a battle tower type situation. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's not. It doesn't feel like there's enough of them compared to how many pieces of heart you get. There seems to be just too many. Where it's just like, oh, it's just in a chest. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to do anything clever to get this one. No, well, it used to feel like a big clever. deal getting a, just a piece of heart in in the. Yeah, even yeah. in Twilight, that was sort of like a. Occasionally, you could see them, and it was just like, "Well, how the hell did I get that?" And then yeah. it sort of leads you down a rabbit hole, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Sometimes, literally, way too many, way too many rupees everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was really dumb because in in my first playthrough, I'd basically done everything except for the last three or four pieces of heart, so I had no reason to have any money. Because I was like, I've bought all the weapons and I've, I've done everything. I've like donated the three or four thousand quid to the rupee fairy to get the last extra bottle and yeah. all that stuff. So I was like, I have no reason to have any money any longer. And it was at that point I got to the stupid battle battle tower, and you have to do like the hardest level. You basically have to do it twice. It's like the first time for us to get the piece of heart, and the second time for us to get like a an upgrade to your net which is totally pointless but what the fuck I did anyway because it mm. said there was something I was like oh there's something else get that upgrade to your fucking bug catching net woo <laughs> <laughs> but so I did that and it's like at the end of that you just get literally showered by hundreds and hundreds of rupees so I maxed out the rupee count to 9,999 <laughs> in like the first time through and the second time through I was like well it's already at maximum but here's some more <laughs> So apparently if you want money, just go and fight your way through that. Because hmm. that gives you a shit ton of money. And what do you spend it on? Nothing. Through <laughs> <laughs> the course of the game, you spend it on buying the weapons and then there's, you, there's like a 3,000 rupee donation to the rupee fairy to get one more bottle. And that's pretty much mostly all you spend money on. I can't hmm. think of any other particular actual things to buy. to like replenish bombs or no because everything just runs off your magic bar ah. so you don't actually have ammo for anything hmm. there's no like specific quests that are like oh hey I need this weird item which you'll never use <laughs> well there's one but the item only costs 50 <laughs> oh <laughs> one enemy pretty much yep enemies will drop a 50 rupee occasionally so there you go that was that got through it and then nearly got through it again. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I, like, I, haven't, I didn't really look over your shoulder to see it in action, but the uh, sound design sounded cool. Yeah, it sounds pretty decent. Mm. Well, it was the music, wasn't it, that everyone was going crazy about, right? 
Yeah. Even if it is just the old music remastered. <laughs> yeah. But it seems, the same be, tunes. seems to be remastered pretty well. Yeah. And then, so that was that was everything on 3DS, because I haven't played anything else. No Brave New Default, still. How do you play your? Do you like one? You wander around with your 3ds, right? You don't sit. Do you sit at your PC and like play your 3ds? Depends on like various things, like temperature and how how much my back is hurting or whatever. Hmm. Like it's easier to because because of the way you have to hold the 3ds a specific distance away from your face in order for the 3d to work. That's not quite as comfortable in my computer chair, I don't think. So sometimes that's why I'll go somewhere else. Right. Even if it's just like to sit on my bed across the room. You just sit on your bed, yeah. Mm. Makes sense. I just I just don't really understand like there's all these good games on portable systems, but I don't have any like need for on the go gaming, really. So <laughs> yeah, but, but you don't you don't you you're not really on the go either. So you just you just buy the system and well, then, so, like, would you prefer that know, these games yeah. weren't mobile games, or do you just like the change of pace? Or I don't uh, know if I was commuting like to London every day, like some yeah. crazy person I know. Yeah. Then. No, then I'm not saying. Would, then maybe I would go down this route. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that that, that that no one has a need for gaming on the go. I'm just saying I don't, mm. and Zach obviously doesn't. But it doesn't seem to stop him from playing. Well, it's just where the good games are. The yeah, it makes good small games. That are on handheld devices. But like would you rather that you could play those games on, like, you know, just saying yes. on your PC or whatever? Uh, yeah, I totally would. Well, they, they don't really. That's the trouble. That's the thing about, like, all the DS and stuff is, like, since they've added the touchscreen, that's when it actually became necessary to have it be a separate right. console. A thing, right. Where you had to be holding it in that way where you're looking at the screen whilst also touching it. But and they, all that. they have franchises that have been portable, or, you know, types of games, at least. Not necessarily the whole franchise, but at least spin offs that have only been on portable devices that could have quite easily have had a, a main console version. Things like Advance Wars, I guess, or the Mario and Luigi stuff. Or mm. I mean, yeah, they had touchscreen mechanics, but they could have quite easily have just made them button mechanics. Or... Yeah, but Advance Wars was a sprite thing, so that didn't ne- that never really had any and the potential to because they'd already gone into three D and they weren't going to go back to sprites basically at that point. And then like Mario and Luigi, that's basically what Paper Mario was. <laughs> That was their. That was the console version of well, that. Well, kinda, yeah. Except Paper Mario went crap. Well, yeah, but that's that's a different problem. They can't have the team if like they could have like. Well, and then Paper Mario went to DS. That's true. So there they have both. Maybe the, it's like maybe they didn't want to move the teams on to the hardware they weren't as familiar with. I guess maybe, but I, just, I feel like it, I think it's a missed opportunity. Rather than release sequel of, after sequel of the same game on the same platform, why not try and branch out to people that like me, for instance, that don't have that because they want so, to buy the system. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they, they make a regret that you only want one system. They uh, want you to have all of them. I know that is Nintendo's thing, <laughs> but it's like I, I think they're limiting themselves. I don't know. It feels it feels not smart. It's not like they did. It's not like the 3DS didn't turn out to be like way better than the Wii U in terms of money making, more or less. Sure. I mean, yeah, that is probably why they <laughs> do that because they target the most profitable system. They always have done. But 
maybe that would make the Wii if they were so worried about the Wii U being a shit show that maybe they should uh, you know move some properties over well that's why we kept saying that like they should they even have use to... it as an emulator at some point I mean yeah, they don't even have to be like a crazy like a crazy like super HD-ified version of half of these games I don't know like Paper Mario and stuff is like sort of thrives on its simplistic style yeah you don't need to do really much more than you did for the GameCube one maybe you don't need to exactly go well you know just make every make make all the sprites slightly sharper that's it so you've probably already drawn them to the sharpest possible capability you could and then downscaled them for the machine yeah uh, as I think most production cycles go yeah so it's like they probably already have the assets I don't know I I, I it annoys me. It's like, there are some <laughs> cases where it has made perfect sense. Like, I don't know, bringing Mario Kart to DS and 3DS as a no-brainer. Um, doing Super Mario 3D Land on the DS, yeah, sure. They hadn't really done a, a proper 3D Mario game that was unique to a handheld before, I guess. Um, even Luigi's Mansion, making a, a handheld version of that, seeing if it would work after the GameCube one, you know. That's sort of fine. Well, but they that, don't do it in the other direction, and that's not fine. <laughs> I think the Luigi's Mansion was always like because it only had one analog stick. They were like, "Well, like working with the GameCube, where we only use one of the analog sticks, technically, <laughs> most of the time." Yeah, they used both. They did use both, but not very well. You put it in advanced mode, and you had like aiming and moving at the same time. <laughs> yes, in advanced mode, which is basically the way you should play that game. Yeah, obviously. What was the default mode then in Luigi's Mansion? It's sort of auto aimed for you. You could still use the C stick to look around, but it would it would like to take over. Right. Whereas I think if you put it in an advanced mode, it sort of forced you to take manual control mm-hmm. over That's where cool. Luigi was facing the majority of the time, and that was I found that better. But then again, we're 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 pros. Yeah, we're pros. <laughs> pro gamers. Well, by Nintendo's standards, yeah, we'd be, we'd be considered pro. Sure. So yeah, or advanced, I guess. Advanced is the phrase they use on their Club Nintendo surveys. Yeah. So that was that. So that's uh, Zelda. I still haven't started playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon again, but I think it's getting nearer. <laughs> you want to play again? I yeah, saw so I that. I saw that Twitch are now playing Pokemon X and Y, so they're nearly at the end. Oh, are they? Jeez. Yeah. I sort of forgot that was still going on. Yeah, it's still going on. Now they've got like a an actual 3DS hooked up to, with some system. With some Lego Mindstorms or really? something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Really? I a, yeah. There, well, I, I suppose there's no, is there no emulator for it yet or something? Or? No, I don't think... Well... Even if there is, they're doing it with a with a real DS with a, like a capture kit, and someone's like presumably soldered the button inputs or whatever. That's awesome. Sort that, of. That's that's yeah, that's pretty awesome though. That's the logical next step for I mean, all of yeah. these. And the thing about X and Y is, of course, because it's a real 3DS, the they can switch on the Wi-Fi on it, and you know you can do actual trades with actual people or whatever. <laughs> okay, the men used to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. You're going to get a total dangerous. disaster, yeah. 
maybe I should actually log into Pokemon and just start throwing some wonder trades up and see if I can get hold of something that comes from there. So does that mean they've actually put like things on the buttons to get to like the system menus and stuff so you can get to the like just I don't know, yeah, we'll just buttons. go there, we'll just just format the DS. You don't <laughs> need to go to the system menu. That's what I mean, you don't uh, yeah. need to, like that's a dedicated button, isn't it, on the three DS? Yeah. Yeah, no, they'd be hitting it all the time if that was if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just be like, yeah, try and navigate it to the format option. Come on. Anyway, mystery dungeon. Yeah, I'd still haven't started playing it, but I might do. Once wow. I get down to once I once I get done with Zelda, so I still only have Ravenfold waiting, then I can start two games going back up to two games again, I guess. <laughs> have Ravenfold be forever the one. <laughs> In case I ever get around to finish with that again. I mean probably for real. But anyway, so yeah, that was that. We did some really stupid streaming with Kippers. In Guild Wars, <laughs> we did, and I played more Guild Wars, regardless, which is, which is what we can talk about, I suppose. On a the DJ Kipling Twitch channel, um, there, yeah, there's one in particular where Zach and I were there, but <laughs> but we didn't. At the most of the time I was in that stream, we weren't playing the game because Kippers buggered off for a bit, so it was just us manning the chat whilst having a dance party because the stream was coming off Rick's machine and yeah, he just okay. left it logged in with his character dancing. So what are we going to do then? <laughs> like dance and talk to the random chat which was insane so yeah there was like half an hour of if you just like from the stream's point of view it's just like Kimmons' character dancing in the middle of the screen and then these two other guys like running around and jumping through through, through shots and stuff yeah there was you <laughs> trying to see how close you could get to the camera yeah <laughs> to jump through it if only he angled the camera a bit further down so it wasn't floating in the air that would have been well easier <laughs> there was convenient platforms to attempt it true so then apart from the dumb bit we played with Kippers, I played some more. I basically finished the monthlies this month because I noticed that I was getting somewhere through them. It was actually, I think this month was a relatively easy month, mainly because normally, or previously, I don't know if they've maybe changed it now, but one of the monthly categories had previously been Champion Slayer. And like, you know, Champion Enemies... Like, you have to be in a group, basically. Yeah, it's pretty you tough have to, to fight. solo those. You have to trundle around the world until you find where... Or, or the classic, like... The old classic, in the level 1 to 15 zones, there is just the train, oh, <laughs> where okay. they just run between all the champion spawns. Mm. Although those... I remembered that they'd actually nerfed those champion spawns a while ago. They booted them down to veterans, mm. I think, because they didn't like the train. <laughs> <laughs> they realised that's just what everyone was doing to grade out, like, loot and stuff. Since the loot is leveled to your level, it doesn't matter if the, if, it's, if it's a champion in a 1 to 15 zone, you're still getting level 80 loot out of it. Sure. So they nerfed those down to veterans, but then apparently at some point they also nerfed the achievement down to veteran as well, so it's just like monthly veteran slayer. And I was like, oh, that's well easy. That's quite easy. I can kill veterans all day by myself, in all cases. So I'd already done most of that by the time it got to the 22nd or 3rd, and I was like, oh, well, I might as well finish this off. Not even doing new content, just trundling around the world. Filling our new guild bank up with all the stuff that I picked up again. <laughs> oh no. Well, I'll have that gold. What gold? Oh, that gold. Got gold, gold. Not, <laughs> yeah, the not, gold, not gold, money, gold. gold. Not money. We didn't pay any money in there. Never pay any money. <laughs> also, you need to look at the guild bank because I think it's broken. <laughs> And I, Wait, what? I need you. I need you to look at it before I file a bug report or like GM assistance or whatever. Because there's a there's a square in our bank 
that I know has 250 iron in it, except I can't see it. <laughs> and I can't interact with that square in any way. Like, if you try to drop something else on it, it won't go. And if you click on it, nothing happens. So yeah, I, yeah. I know it's there, because I put it in there. So I need you to look at it and see if you can see it. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. Otherwise, I'll have to file a petition and get that fixed. Mm. <laughs> it's like, hey, we've got a dodgy slot. That's the sort of thing that happens in Team Fortress, where it's like... If the item server's running a bit slow and you're moving shit around in your backpack, you can oh, move yeah. stuff too fast and then you get two things that are on the same slot. And then when you move one of them out of the way, it's like, oh, wait, and then it realises and the other one mysteriously reappears. Yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, that's Guild Wars. Not, I haven't done the okay. second, second, part, second part of the new Season 2 Living World or whatever, but it's unlocked, so that's fine. Catch up with that whenever, hmm. which prob- which is like setting a bad precedent. Of like that means I'm never going to catch up with it. <laughs> so I've, if I've already not bothered to do the second one, that's not setting a good precedent for me keeping up with them. <laughs> but then again, I might just have a day when I'm just like I feel the need to play Guild Wars a lot, hardcore, and then just get through two or three of those. Hmm. Well, the thing about it is that the way it works now is when you have the when you activate that story segment and you go through the story, that's fine. And then you get like a reward at the end. But then once you hit, once you get that first reward, it unlocks like basically achievements tied to that, to, to that story step. So if you replay the little instances of the story, there's like special challenges to do within that bit of the story. Oh, right. And those achievements have like stuff attached to them as well. Hmm. So you can get extra loot. So those are the bits that take longer and are more tricky. Mm. And those are the bits that I haven't finished doing for the first one, which is why I hadn't started doing the second one, because I'm like, I'm not done with the first one yet. But will I ever be? Mainly because the two, the, I think the two that I have left to do are like, well, A, they're at the end of the last story segment, so I have to play through the whole first bit of it, which is always annoying if you cock it up. And B, they're like really dumb and annoying achievements to get. It's like one of those where it's like, don't get hit by the by this enemy's big attack for the whole last battle, which I so incredibly nearly did. And then at the last possible moment, walked directly into it. <laughs> it's like he literally had no health bar left, the enemy. I was shooting him. What? Okay, basically, I found a way to jiff it so like the entire battle, I could just sit somewhere where he could never hit me and shoot him. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was doing that for the whole battle, but then eventually he goes into like this shielded state, and you have to break him out a bit. So at that point, you I have to come down from my perch mm-hmm. and destroy the shield, and then run all the way back up to my perch and then shoot him again. So I've been doing that the whole battle, and then like the last time when he had like a t- tiny sliver of health left, I was like, ah. Oh, it's close enough I can just shoot him down at this point so I go down there break him out of the shield start shooting him his health bar goes down to literally nothing there's no health bar remaining it's, there's no red in the bar at all and then he hits me with a fucking <laughs> explosion that I was meant to avoid and then cocked up my achievement I was like fuck <laughs> that was when I gave up with that and haven't played it since <laughs> damn it That's, I should have just continued to jiff it <laughs> If in doubt, find a glitch. Yep. Yep. Cheese it. Always cheese it. <laughs> that's, so yeah, that's what separates that's... the advanced gamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Guild Wars. Uh, that's Guild Wars, Wang. 
I was trying to think if there was anything else I was doing in particularly interesting Guild Wars while I was trundling around grinding it up. I managed to remember to eat some more food. Kill hey. <laughs> some food space out of our food bank. <laughs> and in the game. <laughs> yep, and in the game. And then, oh yeah, and the, uh, that leaves yeah, food bank. Anyway, if you had like a pantry, it's like get, get stuff from the food bank. <laughs> well, for a, tea. Food, a food bank is a real thing, but it's not. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's not something you have in your house. <laughs> well, no. this is a very specific house. But yeah, so that leads from Guild Wars. That leads on to Eve because that patch happened that I was talking about last time. Oh yeah, the big industry fucker. <laughs> And how's it working out? From Robco. Well, it may or may <laughs> not be fucked. <laughs> Great. It's just not news. Well, the trouble is when I went in there to look, it had only been like two days, so it hadn't really been enough time for the markets to react. So I went and looked through some of the market entries for like things that I thought might have changed, like certain big ships that use specific resources and stuff. But I couldn't see a noticeable change, but it's only like the last two days of the graph that it would even be affecting at this point. It'll probably take a week or two for that to actually filter through into the market, I imagine. But yeah, uh, the patch seems... Well, I went in... The first thing I did when I launched the game was I there was an announcement where it was like, here's the known issues thread. So I went and read the entire known issues thread, and I was like, wow, this is fucked. And then when I actually went into the game and looked at it, I was like, well, it seems fine to me, but I don't do all these specific things that are fucked, I guess. <laughs> Like, apparently people are having a lot of problems, but not in the ways that I care about, in the classic technique. And But then, so a lot of the discussion in the known issues thread, even though it's the fucking known issues thread, so why are you talking about this here? <laughs> a lot of discussion about, like, how fucked the economy may or may not get. Because the one thing that's different, well, the one major thing that I saw people arguing about a lot was we used to be able to make... You used to be able to... If you had a station, like an actual station, not a pause, if you had an actual station in zero space, you could set the tax rate on industry jobs basically to zero. Mm. So people could just use it for free. But now you can still set the tax rate to zero, but there's basically an NPC tax that you can never get rid of, which Um. goes to NPCs rather than you (laughs) as the station owner. So it's like your tax tax can still be zero, but people still end up paying. Mm. And and now that tax well, it's not really a tax, it's more like the just the cost of the jobs, technically. Right, right. Because it's just like and that's based on like how long the job is and that sort of thing. So that can kind of get it pricey. So the tricks, presumably the number of cores are using in their own stations. Yes. Yeah. So they were doing like research for free, basically. Mm. And now they have to actually pay. <laughs> so will that fuck the economy? I don't know. That, that makes some logical sense. Yeah. It perhaps should have been that like that. Yeah. Than... Maybe. But then, and then the other thing that also is sort of similar is they, it used to be that you could have, if you had blueprints, because obviously blueprints are like, you know, if you've researched them or if it's a rare blueprint, you don't want to be flying that around in the shuttle or <laughs> whatever, obviously. <laughs> So the, it used to be that you could have the blueprint in a station, like an actual station, so it'd be like safe. And but then you could use that, you could use the access the blueprint remotely from like your pauses where you had your research bays. So you could see that blueprint even though it was in a different place and still research it and do it, you know manufacture or whatever. So you could still get the bonuses from the pause 
factories. Right, right. But you can't do that any longer. So now all these people who have, like, you know, capital ship blueprints or whatever that are worth, like, billions of isk, now you actually have to take that blueprint out of the safety of your station and put it in a pause in order to manufacture whatever it makes. Hmm. Ganking up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That could be problematic for some people. So, yeah. But on my side of things, the bit where mm. everything's totally fine, <laughs> probably, maybe, apart from the interface is a bit laggy at this point, but maybe they'll fix that. It looks pretty cool, I guess. Like the new industry interface where when you click on a blueprint, it actually like properly lists all the materials and gives you a cost estimate based on the market price of all the materials and stuff. Mm, that's neat. Nice. So like, that's actually quite a nice interface, apart from the bit where it's really slow because it doesn't properly filter results for like, it just shows you every goddamn blueprint you have, regardless of where it is, oh. until you filter it. So, and then the it first does, hit is always yeah. It super. doesn't really remember your settings, mm. so it's like here's everything, which I'm sure I only have like thirty blueprints. But, so for anyone who's like running a corporation, I'm sure that's really bad. Yeah, that must be in the known issues thread. Yeah, it was pretty much. Well, or you know, to say to give you a generic known issue of like it's slow. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily tell you much about what they're going to do to fix it. Well, presumably, have some like just start with nothing until you select what you want. Yeah, you know, that's the usual trick. Before they would have thought of that because they're all about database queries. They're all like, we don't. We, that's why they changed a lot of the other like show info boxes and stuff and the mm. market queries. It's like we don't want to be querying our database all the time because that's what makes the service slow. Yeah, right. <laughs> sensible. But I think they kind of forgot that for this update. And then also the other the other part of that new industry window is those those teams or whatever for the for the manufacturing bonuses. Oh yeah, that you can run the auctions for. Maybe tell me. Yeah, I wasn't. It's like I still I'm still. That's nothing to do with me, of course. But I was vaguely interested to just like sort the teams by what solar system they're in, mm. so I could be like, where is everyone actually making shit? <laughs> Surprisingly, not in Jitter. <laughs> there was only like Jitter. two teams in Jitter. Jita? Jita, the stupid hub system where a million goddamn people are always. Right. That makes it hella lively. There's always over a thousand people in it. Holy crap. It's in Kaldari space, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the nearest one to me is Uzlet, which is only like 250 or something most of the time. That's fine. I don't give a shit. That's only one system away from my, where I do my manufacturing, but surprisingly, it's like comparatively there's almost nothing happening in the system i am it's like when you realize that it is a hub system it, it literally is a hub system it's like everyone does it there even though you only have to be one jump away and there's a perfectly fine station where i work <laughs> <laughs> just because they, they don't want to haul all the shit back to the market mm. you just have to go outside of london for one perfectly good hour and you find yourself in Ipswich. yeah exactly just don't stop in the coach no or the stove market the stove <laughs> So yeah, that that was vaguely interesting. Apparently there's like, I don't know, there must be like one major corporation that's operating in wormhole space because there was like 20 odd entries for teams that were, that were all in one wormhole system. Mm. And I was like, that's weird. I guess I don't really know much about wormhole space. It took me a while to even realize that it was a wormhole system because I was like, that system name doesn't appear on the map when I click show on map. It just shows me a random place on the map and I'm like, that's not right. And then I looked at the name of the system and realized that it didn't fit the convention of all the other systems. And I was like, oh, that must be a wormhole system then. 
because I, I I only went to wormholes like one time and I wasn't really paying attention. So I can't remember what the names are, but apparently they, it's this different format of name that's recognisable. So yeah, that was the industry patch. Not much change. What's it called? Because they've done another rename, haven't they? Of like the subtitle. Well, they do that for every patch, basically. Yeah. The last one was Cronus, and now it's Sirius. Sirius. So like the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, that's not particular. And <laughs> one of the things that I saw people saying in that in the known issues thread was like, now that they're now that they've supposedly changed their update cycle so that it's, instead of two big updates per year, we're doing one every six weeks. Hmm. So obviously, the people in the known issues of Fred were like, you couldn't even make this patch not completely suck and be full of bugs. So maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hold back on that a little. <laughs> You took an extra how many months? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You took a whole load of time and you still couldn't make... And, like, you know, you get the classic people talking about where it's like, I told you about this one that was still on the test server and it's still not fixed. The classic. Well, surely there'll be... Uh, there's always going to be a few of those that well, they, yeah. can, they can't do. But Always. That was pretty dumb. That's Eve. Not much happening. I, I, in, this, in the new industry interface, I put a few extra blueprints in for research now that it's not tied down by slots. Now everyone can research as much as they want. And the only th- the only thing that changes depending on how much people are doing is the price index. Because it's like, it's based on activity. Mm. And obviously, because I'm one jump away from the hub system, my activity is significantly lower. <laughs> <laughs> so it's slightly cheaper for me. No, but not that it's expensive anyway. I'm not researching any like super expensive blueprints. The one super expensive blueprint I do technically have is already fully researched from before the patch. <laughs> so I'm good. That's Eve. Still being Eve. Yep. And then I played some Minecraft. What? Minecraft. What? Well, I, initially I went back to my to the stupid space mod, the going to the moon mod, because I still hadn't gone to the moon. Which was kind of the whole point of that mod. <laughs> yeah, you're too busy building your base. Yeah, as you do. So I finally went back there and was like, okay, what do I actually need to make this goddamn rocket? Mined up all the resources, built the rocket, and then was like, yeah, but that's still not actually enough. <laughs> There's still other things I need, like, you know, oxygen generators and shit. So I made the rocket and then was like, God damn it. So then at that point, for some reason, I had a, I remembered another mod that I played ages ago that was in one of the mod, flat, mod packs, the found... <laughs> Second, I thought you were going to say mod flaps. Mod flaps. It's in the mod flaps. <laughs> it's in the mod flaps. I played, it was a one that I played before called Foundcraft that's about magical stuff. And I thought that was like a pretty cool mod. So I went and looked, like, looked, at, looked up like the most recent version. And, well, the thing was, I looked up the most recent version and it seems completely different now. Hmm. So, so, well, I downloaded that, and then I went and da- went and dug up the version that I played before, which was basically that version I played before was version two, and it's now on version four. Although, when you say version, it's like literally a different mod, pretty much. <laughs> right. So, I downloaded both, and because I'm using I'm using the multi multi MC launcher, which basically lets you download any version of Minecraft and set up the mods for that instance of Minecraft and then have them be separate so you can run them independently whenever you want. Cool. So I set up both of them to run the old version and the new version and then just played the old version. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I think 
I, well, I, obviously I haven't actually played the new version yet, so I don't know for sure. But the old version, they, I kind of, when I was thinking about it, it is like basically the old version has more base building potential. <laughs> it's like the old version, you can make crystal harvesting gardens and stuff. And like, it's all about one of the major things you might have to do is like a paper farm so you can create tons of books to research stuff because it uses the resources in the research table. Something to incant from. And then you have like your, you when you're extracting the magical energies, that's basically a buildcraft pipe network situation. So you're building pipes that pipe the magic into different, you know, crafting tables, basically, that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. That's the kind of shit that I like. So you've been building little networks and, and farms and that kind of stuff. Whereas the new one seems like it's more based, like, it's from what from what I read of it. It seems like it's based almost all entirely around like your wand is like the one tool that you basically need, and then as you're exploring the world, you'll find like magical nodes of energy, and then you just like suck them up with the wand, basically. And then what you just gain that, but like a power from it or something. Yeah, like I mean, they, or, like I found a skill point. Well, sort of. It's, it's like it's sort of like a replenishing node of energy. So you can go back and harvest it multiple times, and if you harvest it too much, it might be bad. And like theoretically, once you research some stuff, you can get like you can pick the nodes up and move them around and that kind of stuff. Right. But I was like, that doesn't sound nearly as cool. So I want to build a base <laughs> with things in it. So that's why I've been playing the old one. So why haven't they just added to their old one and not? Yeah, and they t- why weird. they take things out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like completely. It seems completely different. It's like doesn't sound like. It sounds like those mysterious nodes have replaced the crystals, essentially. Oh, right. And I didn't see any any mention of, like, the landscape getting corrupted, which was another thing that happened in the old one. Although that did kind of suck. I like, oh, here, have a whole pile of death. I seem to remember that now. Yeah. You might have shown me that one. Probably. It gets all purple. Yeah. As you do when you're evil. Yeah, magic. Magic is purple. <laughs> yep, definitely. So yeah, I did quite a bit of that. Still not as much as I had done before, I guess. I think, as I rediscovered again when I've been playing this old version of the mod, the one major problem with it is like, it has the system for researching to unlock new technologies, basically. But the that system is like random. So... When you when you're researching, it's like you're researching the the sphere like lost knowledge. It's like there's 37 different possible things you could research in lost knowledge, and maybe you want two or three of them immediately, and you then the rest of them later. But you're not going to get the two or three you want. <laughs> you're just going to get random. Mm. It's like that's kind of awkward. So where if you don't happen to research, if you don't get lucky and just research one of the useful things sooner it becomes pointless when you research it later because you're like, well, no, I don't need that any longer. <laughs> That's why that kind of sucks. Yep, make a dumb face at me. <laughs> I shall. Okay. So that was Minecraft. And then actual new-ish sort of oh, yeah. thing. Not actually a new game, though. There was a... There's been, finally... After quite a long time, actually, there's been another update for Kerbal. Oh, yeah. Oh. What's happening this time? What's happening this time is they've slightly made career mode more like career mode again. Because they used to have the science. Yeah. Which was their first attempt. 
And well, they got rid of the sides. Well, no, what they've done is they've sort of kept it as a separate thing. So now there's like sandbox where you, where it's totally free. Mm. Then you've got like science mode where there's only the science. Right. And then the new mode where it's added on basically the money resource. Hmm. So now the fact that parts have a cost actually matters. Right. Because <laughs> they always, always had that number there that they didn't did. do anything. Yeah. But now it does. So what they've actually added is basically con- contracts. So, like, you, when you go to mission control, you can select. There's like a bunch of semi-randomly generated missions for you to perform. Uh, so they have that. They have, that does sound like they're sort of moving in the direction we kind of expected them to. Then, yeah. But the, the only thing that's missing is a sort of puzzly mode. Then now, surely, <laughs> yeah, I guess like like scenarios, basically yeah. more of those. But the thing about the, this like contract mission system is like. In some ways, it gives you more direction in the early game. I mean, there's a very there's like the the missions that aren't randomly generated follow like an obvious path where it's like set an altitude record of twenty two thousand meters and then escape the atmosphere and then get into orbit and then go to the moon and it's like that makes sense from like a progression to lead you along the path of progression. Yeah, but like all the rest of the contracts, like the semi randomly generated ones. Just make it make the actual game a lot harder <laughs> rather than making it simpler. So it's like it's almost not as easy as the science mode for like new people, I'd say. Right. Because you'd think like just having more direction would help you, like the hints basically. But it's so hard. But it's like these new contracts are actually I mean, they're not they're not technically hard. But they make you—they make you have to play the game in an even more specific way than you did before, because it's like you get one of these contracts that says like test this, test this engine. But then it's not just like test this engine; it's like test this engine at between these two altitudes whilst traveling this specific speed, or between these two specific speeds. And that's not even as simple as that sounds, because when it says test this engine. It means you can't just have that engine on. You have to ignite it during that location. Oh, weird. So you, you basically you have to get there without that engine. Yeah, you basically have to build a ship that carries an inert engine to a certain height and then trigger that engine by hitting the staging mechanism hmm. or like decouplers or whatever. And when you want to detect, test decouplers, fire them at a specific point. So it actually sometimes getting to the right location at the right speed without using the part that you're trying to test, that can actually be harder than just building a regular-ass rocket ship. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. But, yeah. And these are quite early-on things to do, right? Uh, yeah. But that makes sense for things when you're like building a plane. Well, yeah. You, I thought that, but then the trouble with that is because you're still, you're still working with the science system, so then you have to spend all your research points unlocking aerodynamic parts yeah. instead of rocket parts or whatever. And then you have to learn how to make a fucking plane, which is which is probably harder than making a rocket again. Mm. And then you have to make a plane which can also carry this extraneous part that you're about to try and test. Yeah, which is just weight you don't need. You had any more luck with planes in the normal science mode? Well, I did eventually get a single stage to orbit one to work. I think the trick to, I think the trick to the planes is like to actually build really simple 
It's like, don't try and do anything fancy. You just build a fucking triangle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Where you've got a fuselage in the middle and two big fat wings and there's some flappy bits on the back. And that works quite well. Mm. Don't try and be all fancy. Don't try and think about the lift or like angling the different parts of the wings to count either your center of mass or whatever. Just stick it big old flat wings and then see if that works. And then if it doesn't, then you can start fucking with it. Mm. Yeah. Trial and error, basically. Because you can't really predict what's actually. Well, try, it's like trial and error, but don't think about it the first time. Just build something that's fairly generic the first mm. attempt. Because you'd be surprised how often it just works that way. Cuddle. So, so yeah, that was Kerbal, I guess. It's still going. I haven't. I didn't get very far into that new set of contracts or whatever. They haven't actually been to the moon yet. But, you know, mm. nothing really has changed there. There are a few new parts, but not, you know, not particularly interesting ones, I don't think. Mm. Moon. 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 Man. Yep, moon. 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 Is that your... Have you got anything else, Zach? Um... Has there ever been any confirmation on whether it's moon or moon? Yeah, or man. It's the moon. <laughs> I don't know if the it moon. has been confirmed or not. <laughs> the man. I don't think there is anything else. I was trying to remember, as always, if there was at all anything. Two fortress. I mean, That's quite a bit. Finishing Zelda bit. and playing it again. Well, I, you know, it's not difficult. Eve and Guild Wars and... Minecraft. Oh, I guess we're not showing Eve. <laughs> Playing Guild Wars, though, naturally. That's just, a pod- that's just a podcast game, though, of course. Don't need to think about grinding stuff in Guild Wars. Just run mm. the path. While listening to podcasts. Yep. How about cool. this podcast? Yep, how Indeed. about this podcast? How about <laughs> this podcast? It's Rob's turn on this podcast, I believe. Yep. Is it? You're not what playing. playing? Me, I've played Broken Age. You carrying on? Did you finish it, the the lady part? Yeah, I did the lady part. It was good. It was, it's better, I think. I like what, the lady better part. Better than the man part. Yeah, the lady part is cooler. And it's more kind of Schaeferian, Schaeferesque. <laughs> it, it feels more Tim Schaefery. Than mm. the than the boy one. No, I really liked it. Um, I liked the music a lot, and the characters were pretty cool, and locations were pretty cool in the um, in the girl part, like crazy cloud land and stuff, or mm. crazy birds and stuff look really cool. And yeah, and again, the puzzles aren't that difficult, but um, at least there is a bit more variety in the locations in um, in the girl part. Villa, her name is. Um, because it's all it's all spaceship based on the uh, pretty much yeah on the boat. It's like this is more spaceship, and this is some spaceship. And yeah. how about some spaceship? So there's a bit more. I'm not sure how it would work out if you played the the girl part first, thinking about oh, the way it ended, because it seems to make sense playing the boy part first. But I suppose hmm. Hmm, maybe I should Google that and find out if there's any actual difference. Is there uh, a point where you can't progress until both characters are at the same spot, or can you? Just no, I think I think each? you. I think you can finish each pretty much. Um, then they don't interface until 
the very end of the the game, which is the end of Act One. At which point, there's Act Two coming soon, right? Theoretically, yeah. I'm double fine. So, I mean, they said I saw and that was news the other day that Tim came and said that the plan of selling the first one to finance production of the second act had worked out nicely. So that's cool. But that means you don't have to pump by Act Two, right? Yeah, you, you, I don't think just, I do. You'll just to. get it. Yeah, I think I'll just get it. Yeah, uh, but that's cool. Yeah, so definitely check it out. I really like the art and the the, the just that it's quite sort of deadpan compared to and well, not it's quite sort of gentle compared to a more wacky kind of Sam and Max type mm. type stuff. Um, so Telltale really like announced. A season three of Walking Dead, and it's like I, I couldn't help but think to myself: Does anyone care about season two of The Walking Dead this time? Like, you know, sure, the first one was kind of neat, kind of unique, but does anyone actually care about season two this time? Well, supposedly season two was worse, but then apparently that Wolf Among Us was was where everyone went, basically. Yeah, I heard that too. Like, they, it, it's, it got a lot of media attention anyway, whereas season two just seems to have been plodding on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is a third season really that wise? I don't know. But there must be, I guess that must mean there's enough people still into it that still bought into season two. I guess. To make them think, oh, hey, we should do another one of these. Well, maybe it'll pick up in the third season or something. I mean, how far did you play up to anyway? I played all of the first season. Yeah. But without the DLC, there was an extra little story they added later. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play that one. But. So yeah, and Broken Age, check that out. And uh, I played some Far Cry 3 for some reason, which I will <laughs> continue to play, I think. Was that still installed? <laughs> you just hadn't yep. got rid of it? No, it was definitely installed. I'll tell you what else... <laughs> Maybe I should start playing Far Cry Three. The return of everyone's the return of everyone's favourite segment of what I haven't been playing. No, <laughs> not not Bravely Default. No, but like what I have installed on my system, but still haven't actually played is that Witcher Two game. Oh yeah, I've had it installed for like a month, and I just keep looking at it and being like, I don't really want to start this now <laughs> for some reason. It's like I just keep thinking I could start playing this, but then I'll have to start playing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'll have to actually commit to, I guess, learning some new things. I don't know why that's been so off-putting. Because you've got another RPG in the hopper? <laughs> not really. Well, well, you're not in the hopper, but, you know, the Bravely Default's not finished. <laughs> so no, that that doesn't really compare. That's not really... I don't know. Maybe I just keep thinking about Dark Souls. Because <laughs> it's like I never got anywhere into that. And I felt like I should have done... Or I should have tried to get further than I did. But even in that case, whenever I think about that, I'm like, I don't think I could go back to my save at this point. I'd have to start over. Mm. And the start of that game is the long, slow, boring bit. Supposedly, because I, I don't think I ever got to the bit where it's supposed to pick up. <laughs> mm. And how many hours in is that? I don't know. I can't remember how long I actually played it for. Like 10? Are we talking some crazy number? Or... Yeah, it probably wasn't that long into the actual gameplay. 
if you knew what you were doing it wouldn't be so bad now no yeah i was thinking i could probably get through that whole first section faster up to where i got to it's like because that was that was really the i guess that's sort of the trick of dark souls it's like once you know where the enemies are so you know how to what position to stand in where the enemies are going to come to you in the right order so you can just kill them all really easily then that makes it easier to transverse the zones since all the enemies respawn all the time <laughs> that's kind of the essential part of that game learning how to get through a zone with maybe as little interaction as possible with the enemies or whatever depending on whether you just want to run through it or whether you're actually farming it or I don't know out for souls something along those lines what have you been playing? Quite a bit of stuff. No. You should have gone first because you look well tired. <laughs> uh, I, I think, no offence to even Minecraft, there's a certain level of my, of them that I can take and that went a bit beyond my I can take it level and so I sort of switched off for half of it. <laughs> or maybe I'm digesting cheese. You know, yep. That's also possible. That's the, that's the problem with eating before podcasts. Yeah. But then I get lethargic if I don't eat before the podcast. Yeah. It's the other opposite problem. Yeah, you're, you're carrying this cast. It's all on you. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, so, yeah, I've been playing quite a bit of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what I was playing at the end of the last two weeks that I've sort of carried on with that isn't like Plants vs. Zombies or, yeah. or the regular. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that one thing. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd actually played it. I went back to Titanfall briefly this week oh yeah. oh yeah that was another thing that I didn't play that I kept totally looking yeah you, you said that last week I <laughs> keep thinking I should yeah I, I did actually go back and played that and then I, you know as usual I had a pretty good time of it yeah. like I don't it's one of those things where I'm still not sure quite why I don't go back to it more often because um, yeah it was fun I, I was playing pretty well unfortunately I was on like a I played like 12 or 13 odd games and only one two of them as a team so it was like it was a bit fr- it was frustrating in that respect because i don't know i seem to be doing pretty well like my stats i was like mvp for most of the games on my team and it's like this feels good but the rest of the team are rubbish <laughs> i shouldn't be mvp that's basically my rule of all multiplayer games if i'm at the top something has gone wrong <laughs> and it's a uh, but it was a pretty good, yeah, as I say, it was just a pretty good time. They've had, they have made some changes recently, and like, that sort of drew me in a little more to see what was about. Like, update four happened, which added um, more more burn cards, increased the burn card deck size, um, added a few more customization uh, slots so you can have more loadouts and things simultaneously, uh, added like Titan OS voices, which is kind of interesting. So you can have like the normal American lady called Betty, as it turns out. Or there's, uh, I can't remember the other lady name, but I'm trying to figure out what her accent is. It might be Scottish slightly. (laughs) Okay. It's a bit strange, but a bit more mellow. Um, But then you also get Jeeves, which is the obvious choice. And his face reminds me a little bit like, they have like a little little face to indicate like what you've got selected. And his face reminds me a little bit like one of the early guys you get in um, uh, Antaeus Rising. What's that game called? Yeah. Hostile Waters. Hostile Waters. Hostile Waters. Yeah, that's it. He looks a bit like one of the one of the early chips you get. Um, <laughs> it's like that's basically what those were. Yeah. <laughs> the chip AIs. Pretty much. 
But it is, yeah, the face they use looks identical. It looks a bit Gaius Boltarish. Oh no, what, is it Dr. Bashir? <laughs> I'm not sure. Impression. Probably more Bashir. I hear from someone that they nerfed the main gun. Yeah, they did. They didn't bother making sorting the rest of them out, but they made the carbine slightly less powerful. And it, it, honestly, I didn't notice. Yeah. I still just ended up using the carbine the whole time. It's just. It's just... It's, it's the easiest gun to use. Well, it's just like that. It was basically the same problem I was talking about in Eve that last time when they were talking about how everyone uses that one mining ship because it's the one with the most storage. It's yeah. like that. <laughs> you can't rebalance it by just making it slightly worse because it's still better in that one specific way that everyone finds easiest to use. Yeah. So the carbine works because it's because it's active at the range that most of the fights in the game happen. Yeah. Because it's like it's a gun with an uh, with a like a scope and you can zoom in and you can take reasonably accurate shots at range and it has auto fire. <laughs> you know, you can just, it does it you, does everything you need a gun to do. Yeah. You can hip spear it pretty well. I did play a couple of rounds trying to snipe from like some really high spots in the the, the hangar level. Right. And uh, I ended up lasting quite a long time before anyone noticed I was up there. However, I'm a terrible shot. Yeah. So it wasn't really helping much. <laughs> Classic technique. Uh, yeah, that sort of arranged the whole mobility of the Titan pilots with combined with trying to snipe with a controller, which I've not been very good at since the Halo days. Um, or since Halo 2. Yeah. And then I got terrible somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it wasn't, I wasn't that great. I had like a, one of the, the amped Kramer, though, which like fires explosive rounds, which was kind of helping. Yeah, I did okay when I had that burn card one time. Although that one I was doing, like, that one, I don't know even why I took the burn card, but I was on that on that stupid, like, the, I don't, it's not the farm colony, because the farm colony has those big towers, but it's the other one that's sort not of Nexus, green yeah. and flat. Fracture. The one from the, the, one from the demo. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, the one from the beta stuff. Yeah. The, 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 that, because they had that one and the city level. I don't know, maybe. But it's like... It's, the it's, refueling place? I don't know. Okay. It's like, it's really, it's a really tiny level, really. But it's just like a small green flat enclosure with some buildings in the middle. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I chose to slide on that level, because there's no height on that level at all. <laughs> but I'm saying, okay, just standing around the edges and sliding inwards, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure I can think. Oh, it's not, it's not the one in the lagoon? No, it's not the lagoon. Hmm. Nope, don't know that. No, I don't remember the names of the levels, so the green flat one. <laughs> not the one with the, like, brown cliff faces and the pipes and... The no, not, not the... that one. Okay, so it's not fractured then. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Oh, now I remember what level you were even talking it's about. It's not the robot factory? No, it's not the robot no, factory. not the robot factory. It's not green enough. It's got green around the outside. I, I know that was the robot factory if I was talking about that. <laughs> so it's not... Because that's quite an important level. So it's not Nexus, which is like the town in the middle of nowhere with what looks like the Matrix in the background. No. Because that's... The actually... second level of the campaign, the little village? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think that might be it. Yeah, that has no height. No. It was super flat. And it was like, why am I even smoking on this level? Good luck. But I guess it worked okay. I think it was because the entire fight was happening like in between one of the edges of the town and the wall. So there was just like one singular building that was out there that I was standing behind, right. shooting down at all the other people looking out for the edges of the village. <laughs> I can sort of work. 
I did have some pretty great moments where I was just chasing people that were trying to snipe from like the spawn locations. Right. There's one on Nexus because you know Nexus is just this level which has quite quite a big like just empty area around the outside of the level that Titans are allowed to just walk around. Yeah, in. it's like so then, pretty much all the levels kind of have that to some extent. It's so, just yeah, like so. the Titan zone. <laughs> yeah. And then the middle of the level is that towny sort of bit. But someone was in one. There's a little. One of the spawn sites just has a little tiny building in the middle of nowhere. Right. And he was just sat there with a sniper rifle. And it's just, like something I'd do in Battlefield. Yeah, he just didn't see me coming. I ran like pretty much in a straight line to him. <laughs> like, I was close, but you know, it's like it, you should be able to see me coming, right? And he just didn't fire. And then eventually, I just sort of. The dumb thing about that was, is he put arc mines down. Yeah. So I jumped onto the platform. All the arc mines went off, but of course he was standing in the arc mines, and so killed himself. <laughs> And it's like, well, great, great. <laughs> nice. That, that sort of worked, I suppose. It's kind of funny. I, I sort of like moments like that because it's just like, well, I bet you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> this is like surprising that he even suspected that anyone would come after him. Yeah. He even bothered to mind it. Yeah. That's what I did expect. <laughs> just like dive in there and go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that game went pretty well for me. So yeah, Titanfall. It's, that's... <laughs> It's a good time, but I still want to play PVC in preference. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so staying with the shooty shoot theme, I suppose, uh, I played through all of Crisis 2. Okay. <laughs> what made you <laughs> decide to do that? Because he what... finished Crisis 1 and he finished uh... the expansion pack to Crisis 1. And it's been, been, long time time Crisis it's been quite a long time see. since I did those. So it's like, oh, maybe I should just finish this off. And like the Because in... Crisis 2 was always the one I went into getting the Crisis pack for. Because yeah. <laughs> like... you then played the other one. Because it's supposed to be hella pretty. Um, you know, the engine is supposed to be pretty impressive. And they're not wrong actually like the maximum edition you can get off steam has the dx11 upgrades they did right and and the ridiculously high detail texture pack which is pretty great looking it has to be said it looks super swanky it's um there's some great motion blur effects there's some um it runs a hell of a clip and the the tessellation is pretty great as well so like you know you look at uh, a brick wall or something and it's not just a brick wall it's like the bricks actually sort of are there there's geometry Cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like for the most part, it's a it's a real it is, it is a looker. You just look at things and go, "That's that's real nice." That's I see what you did there. But then you sort of start to realize sort of how it's doing that because it's not operating on the same scale as the first crisis. Not even right. not even close, really. There's like the just the areas in which you're looking is just that do not compare like scale wise. Right, I see that. So they so made a decision to kind of go that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, every, it's, it's, it's entirely set in New York, so everything is like inside a building or in a street surrounded by buildings. And so, you know, what you can see is always somewhat limited. Mm. Um, so it's like, okay, so you can sort of see where they made some shortcuts. And there are some places where it doesn't actually quite work. Some of the tessellation stuff, for instance, doesn't quite work as you'd expect. It's like um, there's, a, there's a few rooftops, especially where you're wandering around, and it's you c- you can tell that the tessellation has made the ground slightly lower than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. it's like it's indented it, and it looks great and stuff. But then you see that the, the items that are supposed to be sat on it aren't sat on it. Right, or like a trash pile texture it. is slightly above it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I see. Um, 
there are some places where it looks really cool. Like if it's like grassland and they're like mingling like leaf textures or some amount of destruction on top of it, you sort of end up with this layered texture that sort of parallaxes against itself in some ways and makes it look like there's more there than there is. Okay, that's cool. It's, it's, but... sort, of, it's sort of hard to describe, but it kind of works. Um, but yeah, as I say, there are other places where you just end up with hovering items and it's just like, oh, damn. <laughs> you, you were so close, guys. You were so close, but you sort of fell down at this last hurdle. That's, yeah, uh, surely they could have had it just clip through whatever effect, you know, just yeah, make I mean, it sink down a bit. Compensate. I mean, in fairness, this this was something they patched in later. It's not something right. that the game shipped with. So it's, um, you know, it might not have had the same level of quality control. <laughs> right, yeah, sounds like, yeah. Cool, though. Um, yeah, it is neat. And as I say, for what it's doing, it that, that it runs at a hell of a clip. Hmm. It's it's pretty pretty good frame rate throughout, I had. Weirdly, the the time where it was worst was when you jump into a sewer pipe, when it's probably rendering the least. It's just a pipe with like some water in the middle, and it's like for some reason then the frame rate started to struggle. And it's mm. like that's really strange. Is it just water reflection? That's your <laughs> like your walls. There's, 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 yeah, there are places where the water, there's like plenty of water, and you're outside, and it's that looks fine and runs okay. So I don't know. That's a little strange. Um, the other like purely technical thing that was quite impressive is if you stick it in 3D mode, uh, which I did because you know why not? Let's try this. Um, there's like no frame rate loss, and I don't know how that's possible. Okay, weird. Like the engine just ran normally, just with 3D on, and it's like this is amazing. And it's like there's only one very slight flaw in the 3D that I noticed and that the gun sort of has a weird shimmer, um, a sort of offset shimmer uh, where it isn't in one eye. Right. It's like, but other than that, the 3D is perfect. And there's like, and there's just no problems technically. And it's like, this is is bloody hell. Well done. So you've been playing this all in uh, 3D then? I played the majority of it in 3D, yeah. Because it's just really good. <laughs> it's it's one of those where weirdly I think they had like Crytek took control over what kind of depth they wanted things to show. So if you like turn the Nvidia wheel right up to full, it's like it's only really subtly changing it. Mm. So I just ramped it all the way up, and it's like this is fine. I probably would have could have done with an extra few clicks of depth for my taste, but you know whatever. It's good quality 3D, even if it's not that deep. Super deep, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, super impressive on those those fronts. Nice. I, I just do not understand how they did that. Like, how does how does how do you do that? How do you get three D without a performance drop? That's amazing. How old is Crisis Two at this point? It's pretty old. Um, trying to think, like two thousand eight, I want to say. Right, it's looking better than some modern games. Well, oh yeah, it's it's a looker. But. Uh, <laughs> All of these technical achievements aside, I sort of feel about it the same way I felt about the the first Crisis games, and the, right. they're not actually very good. They're sort of okay, but they're not. They don't really excel at anything. Mm. It's like, it, like the game has a very high stealth emphasis, but stealth is almost too easy now, even compared to the first one. But because there are plenty more 
solid objects with what to hide around. Like having yeah. ha- had to get used to the playing stealth in a really Jungle. sort of tricky style, yeah. yeah, kind of dodgy way in the first crisis game. You go into this one, it's like, actually, this is quite a lot easier because the distances I have to run between cover to cover is quite a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, so actually cloaking all the time actually becomes quite viable. And it becomes even more viable when you get hold of a, a weapon that you can, if you put into semi-automatic mode and you attach a silencer to it, you can actually get a couple of shots off before your cloak fails. Right, so you can just shoot and scoot. In, yeah, headshot a few people before you even uncloak. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And uh, the, the sort of AI is sort of good enough but dumb enough in sort of the right way which is a plus i guess because like you can headshot people and they will or you know you'll down them and people other people will notice oh no that guy's dead but that won't raise the alarm until they actually see you which you know is sort of technically a little dumb but then you don't really have much ability to do anything about bodies it's oh i see so so if you kill be... them, they're gonna, you're just going to kill them on the patrol path, and it's like I guess it's highly likely that someone else is just going to see that body, you know. But do they go in any kind of heightened alert? They do, state? yeah. Like the ones that spot them will go into a sort of yellow state and sort of try and investigate the body and stuff. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes, which will like, it might change their route, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there is some sort of state. It's only if they see you that you're in trouble. But mm-hmm. the, again, that's the that's the other side of the, the stealth coin where their vision sometimes is unbelievably good. Like, sort of like you'd be miles away and it's like that you'd be like on the screen, the enemy will be like a tiny dot somewhere. Mm. Like, you know, only a few pixels high, but they will be able to see you perfectly the moment your cloak fails a second too early. Oh, damn it. And you're just like, oh, that's the alarm. Oh, there goes the flare. Oh, there comes reinforcements. Shit. It's like it's practically impossible to do most of the stealth sections without being seen in some way, especially towards the start of the game, and especially until you, it, well, especially if you don't have a silenced weapon to hand. Oh, because once you've got that, you can you can shoot people. Yeah, I think if they hear you, that also raises the alarm. Oh, okay. Like, so if there's a proper gunshot, then they go, "Oh God, what's going on?" And everyone's suddenly aware. Um, and does that make it really hard when they summon the reinforcements or is it actually quite easy to shoot your way through? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I mean, if you get swarmed, then sometimes there's not a lot you can do about it. Like, for instance, if you get, if a, if your stealth attempt goes badly wrong, for instance, like you didn't quite get the stealth kill off and you've ended up decloaking as a result, but you, your energy reserve will be quite low. Right. So then you, you can't, so then, your, yeah, your so then you can't swap into armor mode meaning that you just take damage real fast. Right, um, yeah. So depending on where that goes and how that goes wrong, if there's too many people around you, you don't really stand much of a chance. Um, however, if you get found out and you can just get your energy reserved and turn on armor mode or something, then you're probably going to be fine. <laughs> just run around, shoot shit, you'll be all right. Cool. So you could just play in... You could just play the whole game, like, totally gun totally power if you wanted to. Yeah. And you'd probably get through it a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I mean, there are some sections where you don't have a choice, where it is just for long combat. It's, you know, the stealth. Yeah. You know, it just isn't a choice. And it's, um, well, you can use the stealth to your advantage. People are already aware that you're there. For instance, there's like a big battle going on and you're just part of it. Um, which Crisis 2 definitely does better than the previous ones did, which didn't, it didn't oh, really happen cool. much in the, in Crisis 1 and Wars, but there are moments where there's like some sort of defense going on and there's a load of AI characters around trying to shoot at things. 
And it does do that quite a lot better because, you know, the enemies are sort of distracted some of the time. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a bit more freedom to dick around a little. <laughs> so does it carry on any kind of crisis-based story thing? Or oh, God, it... don't get me started. The story is fucking oh. dumb. Yeah. Like, really dumb. Okay. It's like the first one sort of... The first ones sort of work because so, it's all like, oh, hey, there's, this, there's some guys and they're dealing with alien tech and we don't know what the bloody hell's going on. Oh, look, aliens. Oh, and there's this weird anti-grav structure you can go into. Aliens. Uh, but the aliens in Crisis 2 are completely different and that's never really explained. It's like they're still like the weird, the Seth, as they call them, which are squid-like things. But for some reason, the squid-like things have opted for, hey, in the first game, we could like, you know, fly around and shit. <laughs> in this game, it's like, no, 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 we're going to give them robot suits and they're going to walk around like humans. It's, it sort of doesn't make a lot of sense. And they're the only ones you see. You don't really ever see like um, anything that couldn't just be another Marine or couldn't just be, I don't know, an elite from Halo. Right, yeah. It's like, there are some enemies that are just elites, by the way. It's like, if they're alerted to your presence, they get a shield, and you have to take the shield down and then kill them. All right. It's like, it just feels really uninspired, given the direction that they went with the aliens in the first games. It's like, no, we'll just make them Marines. It's, well, that, yeah. I don't know. They weren't that great in the first game, though, were they? No, were they? no. Well, at least they were, they were a bit different. But, I mean, yeah, the first game did some stuff that perhaps was actually a little bit cleverer. Like, you know, the, the aliens liked to terraform Tunguska or whatever it was they were. And they, um, you know, so there's a whole section where the alien, where some parts of the island turn to ice. and uh, mm. But it's so cold that it's draining your suit power unless you're near a fire. Um, that sort of mixed it up a bit. You know, they didn't really explore any of that in this one. The, the sort of main thing about this one is the aliens are, uh, I don't know, ingesting some kind of spore that just, you know, kills people. Mm. But... But your nano suit has the ability to somehow process the elements of this spore because, you know, nano machines, I guess. And you sort of right. end up becoming assimilated with it in some weird way that doesn't actually affect you in terms of powers. But it means you can just jump into the enemy structures and then the spore comes out. But for some reason, the spore kills the aliens instead of the humans. And. Ultimately, I've just explained to you the entire story that matters. Right. Because there's a lot of bullshit around some human characters and some people that just really doesn't matter at Mm -hmm. all and just isn't interesting and is actually quite convoluted in some ways. And you're just like, but none of this matters because the suit is all doing this shit for you. you. You got hit with some spore. The suit did something with the spore. Go do it again. <laughs> oh, now you've got all of what you need. Okay, now you can kill the aliens. And the suit has done all that. You've just carried the suit. The power of the suit that you have it, managed to walk somewhere. It's really fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay. But, so, I can't tell you. I mean, it's not that good, but you love the graphics. And yeah, it's, 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 a techni- it's a technical marvel, but it's just... Are you going to play not, through not that? A, right, well, I, I don't own a copy of it because that was when that's after oh. EA decided to do everything on Origin. So you know that will probably uh, never happen. Okay. Um, and from what I know about it, it doesn't actually sound like Crisis Three was really any different from Two. No. Just I mean, they changed how the suit color. works as well in Two. I mean, that's notable. 
in the you know one you had complete freedom of oh i need power mode now i need speed mode now i need which was a bit unwieldy at first but you sort of learned to hold a mouse like i had it uh, mapped to the 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 suit power wheel to one of the side buttons on my mouse so i could press that and quickly and got used to quickly dragging the mouse in the direction of the power i wanted oh yeah um but in this it's sort of automatic and so, so if you're sprinting that's just draining power and there's put speed mode on for you right so um, it's all for integrated. Okay. yeah um but you do have to push a button to activate armor mode and you do have to push a button to activate cloak but like even when you're lifting things up it's just like you have to assume the suit is doing power mode for you for instance <laughs> but that does mean you can have like if you have your armor mode on then you can just be armored and do power moves or armored and sprint now Oh, right, okay. So you can just drain your energy super fast. <laughs> okay. But you can't be, like, armoured and cloak. I think those two are... Mutually exclusive, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and you also get nano vision now, as they call it, which is basically predator mode, <laughs> which also drains power. Is that actually useful? Uh, there's a couple of times where it's where there's, they, they forcibly make the environment, like, super dark. So you have to use the... So you have to use it, in. really, right. yeah, to see what's going on. Although even then, there was a section where it was literally pitch black and the Marines were pretty good at seeing you. <laughs> Bloody typical. It's like they saw me before I saw them with nanovision. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> they could have been wearing night vision, I guess, but they didn't have the classic night vision little blue-green dots or whatever. <laughs> Shit in the head. I've done it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's It seems like they're very, very good technical masters but they just don't know really how to make a game it's a shame uh, i can i you wonder why they're in trouble oh that, yeah. well yeah it's because well probably because they start putting free radical on projects that were sort of doomed to fail mm. like i don't know they the free radicals at all crytek uk whatever you want to call it sort of ended up working on the multiplayer for crisis 2 um so that whole component is by a different team to the rest of the game. So I haven't yeah. tried that out, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to, really. Um, and I think Crytek UK were also involved in Warface. Right. Which is them as well, and it's like, who plays Warface? Warface. <laughs> Do I have to say it again for impact? <laughs> Warface. <laughs> Warface. Uh, so that's that. Mm. Cool. And I... I hope maybe their engine is just a bastard to use. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe, maybe that's like why it, it just hasn't made a made waves. Or maybe they weren't expecting Unity to come along and fuck it all up. Hmm. Do you think they have that? Do you think it has? <laughs> it's they they kind of aggressively priced themselves or made very accessible models so people could get in and start using it and then mm. I guess once you're into an engine it's probably hard to get out, I don't know Yeah, I guess so hmm. Well, Unless you're I'm Sonic sure Boom. that tech will do something <laughs> cool in future I mean, there's no doubt it'll go somewhere Yeah, that's Dream. hope How good it looks that's on hope. the current gen stuff That's hope, I'm, I hope that it finds a decent home anyway cool. and actually gets used You've been playing anything else? We're running out of time on this podcast, aren't we? Uh, we are. We're we're now running over, but okay. uh, I, I, I do have some stuff, unfortunately. It's okay. But, well, there's one other thing I should really talk about, which is um, I started playing 
uh, I needed something new to do on my Xbox, <laughs> having finished Child of Light last time and, you know, only really using it to play multiplayer shooters. It's like, I thought, oh, maybe I need to start on something else. So I started Super Time Force. Oh, yeah. Cool. Is, uh... oh, I'm trying to think of it. It's by Cappy. Um, so it's a Cappy Bar game, uh, which is all sort of pixel art and uh, very old school. Even the music is all sort of nezzy. Which is kind of cool. Um, they've gone all out, and it's uh, it's that's actually a pretty fun game. It's sort of it's really weird, like mechanically. It's because it's you're sort of capable as a person, but it's very very easy to just die. And, and when you die, time you you can rewind time and put another version of yourself in over the top. Um, but the first play playthrough is still happening, right? So whatever you did in the first one, whatever bullets you fired is still going on. But obviously your replays aren't affected by the current situation of bullets, Um, which means that the level doesn't play out entirely the same. If you do, if you say you progress through the level faster, you might be triggering the enemies earlier. So your last runs might actually end up not being that helpful to you. Right. But it's sort of part... Yeah, it's sort of part action game in that you have to combine all these things to get through the stages and part puzzle because some of the actions you do actually create, like there's these shards or, well, there's globs, which are yellow things that come out that grant you an extra rewind. But um, sometimes you can't, wouldn't be very easy to pick up with just the player that you, uh, like perhaps destroyed something to make them pop out, but the direction in which they pop out might be kind of difficult to get hold of. So that you then have to perhaps, you know, the puzzle animal, I guess, is then, oh, okay, I now have to make sure I get another character in that spot at the right time so in order to collect the glob that came out. Um, uh, that kind of stuff. There's a few things that combine like that. And sometimes that's, uh, that's, sometimes you can screw yourself up real bad with that stuff. Like if you've had a fast run, for instance, and you destroy something and then a glob comes out and it's like, oh, there's, no, there's actually no bloody way I can get a character up there in time to collect that. Damn. Um, I'll have to replay this level later um, kind of thing there's a sort of element of learning the levels to to maximize how you maximize your runs for a certain goal right okay so you're but it's sort of, of nice hmm. it's it's so it's, it's pretty nice as so we said like the visually in a way almost yeah sort of it's sort of like it's it's but a little puzzly without that... really outwardly being a puzzle game if you know right. what I mean Okay, that's cool. You just kind of have to know it's coming and sort of plan your run accordingly. Like, oh, okay, well, the first run... In the same way that, with... like, a, a Bullet Hell game is kind of a puzzle game in a way. Yeah, a little, yeah. It's like, so one example, I guess, is there's a wall in front of you, but as you destroy it, you know that the Glorb is going to fly out, but it's going to fly out away from where you shot it from. Mm-hmm. So the first run, you might take Jean Rambois and just uh, run past the wall that you're going to explode and stand him in place, uh, knowing that the Glorb is going to come out and he'll collect it. But actually, more likely what you'll do is you'll like leave enough time um, on your first run, destroy the wall, know that you can't get the Glorb that one, replay, and then use the time you gave yourself to put someone in position right. to pick it up when so it comes right. out. Mm, yeah. Genius. Okay. 
Um, so there's a bit, there's, there's quite a lot of that in some places. It's like, oh, okay, there's there's an enemy here that sometimes you'll notice. Oh, there's a few few enemies up ahead that are actually behind walls, but it would be super convenient if I could take them out before my characters get there because they happen to fire a lot of bullets. So okay, you die the first time you approach those, and it's like, okay, next time I'm going to switch to. Oh, I forget her name. What is it? Amy McKillen. McKillen. Uh, who has a <laughs> Amy McKillen? Who has a sniper rifle that can fire bolts through walls. Um, so it's like, oh, I'm just going to shoot through the walls and get these guys before the before uh, my runs can die next time. But that's the other weird mechanic. You can save the people who died in previous runs, and that they'll just freeze in place. But they'll you can pick them up then with your characters so that are alive, your own and self. you gain. Yeah, that your own, you can okay. you can save your previous runs, and so it's like they're alive this time, but obviously they just freeze in place because there's no more footage of them, I guess. So then you pick them up with your first character, and then you get like an extra hit point and uh, and an extra charge oh, cool. to your to your charge up attack. So I could uh, Amy McKillen, for instance, could save Jean Rambois, and uh, they, then she would have the sniper rifle and her ridiculous uh, machine gun. So it's like a corpse run, kind of. Yeah, except you can only do that once. You can pick up multiple people, but you'll only gain the power of the last one you picked up. Right, um, yeah. So you can't just, like, superpower one guy, which also would be kind of cool. But that would encourage you to kind of die over and over in order to yeah. boost up your one insane run. Yeah. But I kind of like the style. It's very The storytelling is very stupid, like... The first it's basically like Doctor Rapitsky invents time travel and is then immediately visited by himself um, to say, "Hey, everything's gone to shit since you did this. We're gonna have to save the world now." <laughs> awesome. Well, that's how you know you've invented time travel, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you visit and then the first level is, and then the first level is you saving the world, and then after that, every other level is, "Hey, what else did humans fuck up that we would quite like to have back?" I know. Let's 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 make sure Atlantis doesn't sink. <laughs> or, <laughs> dinos wouldn't they be cool to keep yeah so basically so you could just go, go crazy with that yeah so the, the rest of the game is just going back in time and fucking up history <laughs> which is kind of funny and everyone's just like woo this is awesome as you would I'm sure <laughs> so it's pretty dumb it's sort of aware that it's dumb Cool. Well, sounds worth checking out, to be honest. <laughs> it's also pretty awesome that Dr. Rapitsky starts with an eye patch, and when he comes back from the future, he's wearing two eye patches. Uh-huh. What does that <laughs> tell you? I don't know. He doesn't even really know his own past. Like, the one from the future is the one you see most of the time, and he's got tons of medals and stuff, but he doesn't know how he got them. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so he's not really aware of what he's done in order to be so highly decorated. It's, it's like he's just like and every time it's just like time travel man the game just says I don't know time travel I don't know something to do with time travel I don't know why I'd forget things due to time travel but who knows <laughs> but I'm, I'm quite enjoying it I'm about halfway through it and it's a uh, cool we'll get an update it's a good laugh it's time, then. but it has a oh, if you want it to be it can be super super hard like there's at the end of every level there's a sort of shimmery thing you can pick up which is called the looker and you pick it up and it like adds an extra timer to your HUD. And that basically tells you what the target time is for that level. And it basically it's a super, super stringent time trial. Right. And it's like, you have to have such a ridiculous, perfect run, like setting everything up ideally. So you can have one character just run through it without being stopped. 
essentially. Right, I and see. They are, I've only managed it on two levels so far. They are crazy difficult. Are they the earlier levels then? The easier ones are? Uh, well, I, I, sp- I, I ran through the level, like the first level, like, I don't know, six or seven times before I managed to get it, like trying to figure out the best approach. But the problem is, as I say, because of the way that if you go faster, you're probably screwing up the enemy patterns slightly. So your previous runs might not help you so much. Right. It's yeah, like you may be getting faster, but you may have be having to do lots of runs that match your faster runs in order to actually make it easier for you to then become faster again. So it's so it's a weird strategically it's a strange feedback loop and the 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 the, the challenge is to get fast enough within your 30 lives that you have. And 30 sounds like a lot, but man, you burn for them quick. So have you got to the end of, you know, run out of lives on several A few times, trying yeah. To do these, trying like, to do when, these fast runs. When I've been trying to do the fast runs, yeah. Because you can choose to just, what it calls, time out. And it's like you just remove a player from the um, from the run and to give you ability to rewind and just do it at will. So you don't have to die. You can say, okay, I'm not going to get much more use out of this run. I'll time him out and roll back and carry on. But that costs you a... That does cost you a life still. So, right, but yeah, that's a useful ability to have, right, I suppose. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. I don't know. I'm sort of enjoying it. I'm sort of into it. Cool. And it's uh, At the end of every run, you get like a replay of what it looks like with every one of your lives at the same time. Oh, awesome. Sort of <laughs> like uh, Super Meat Boy is playing yeah. everything at once. Thing. A bit like Meat Boy, but everything obviously has a purpose. Yeah. In, in this uh, again that's the trick to boss plays. fights as well like the trick to boss fights is to make sure you have like just blanket bullet coverage everywhere in the level pretty much so you down everything in like two seconds of real time but it's taking you a while to yeah. get to that point in actual game time super time force yeah I thought it would be more repetitive than it is but it's sort of okay So Super Time Force, I recommend. I'll, I'll see how it goes. Anyway, as I say, I'm only halfway through. But it does the Mega Man sort of thing where you just pick the level you want and it's... And then there'll be a final level, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the route I'm going through, it probably means that there's... It probably means that the difficulty curve is pretty much level, is my guessing. Like, the, I doubt it will get harder until, like, the last level, probably. In fact, if anything, it'll probably get easier because you're... Because you're unlike unlocking at least one character per time zone you visit, with a few like hidden ones. Like I don't know, I'm pretty sure you didn't need to get Melanie Gibson or uh or, or, or what was his name, Dolphin Lundgren. <laughs> nice. Who's the dolphin with a machine gun? Obviously. Naturally. <laughs> what else? Jeff Leopard. <laughs> he's, not leopard, he's not even a leopard no he's got a bazooka <laughs> terrible so, I, 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 I like it it's 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 at my level <laughs> that's, that's, I, I think that's pretty much all I've been playing I, like, I, st- I played the Ooh. tutorial of Reyes so I won't really talk about that now <laughs> I'll, I'll probably carry on with that at some point I wanted okay, to so sort we'll of like slightly next time. I wanted a slightly more slower paced game I think 
given yeah. the heat and how lethargic I am. So let's play a sort of lethargically paced game. That'd be great. Lethargically paced, technically. Yeah, I mean it is a time trial thing after all. Yeah, I guess, but you know, just pause, unpause, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Seems quite interesting so far. Sounds good. Did you get? Uh, where did, how did you get that? Oh, I had that in a humble bundle from ages ah, ago. Cool, humble bundle. Um, I also uh, oh, I played some more pimple arcade. Obviously, obviously, I played some more of the the the, uh, the Star Trek table. Oh Cause, yeah, because you, know, you know it's totally the TNT awesome. table. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> it's really cool. I just love the fact that they all that all the, they got all of the cast to the actual cast to like straight faced read out lines that obviously sound really dumb in pinball terms. Like the probe has discovered an extra ball. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> or like, what's what's the oh, what's her face? The psychic person at one point is like, I sense an extra ball on the table. <laughs> like, oh, what uh, Deanna Troy? Yeah. Yeah. And you've got like Worf constantly saying, saying Warp Factor 2, Warp Factor 3, cruising at Warp Factor 4. And then he reads out, he tends to be the one that reads out like the, when you get random amounts of points, like 10 million. So like when you're doing the shuttle minigame, it's pretty great because it's like, you've, it's, it's, it's a video mode game. And you've basically got to move your, your shuttle left and right to either pick up um, batches of points or avoid giant floating space mines or to go down like these uh, little corridors in this cave and it's like but every time you pick up the, like the points you just have Wharf going 10 million and sometimes there's like loads of rows of them so it's like 10 million 10 million 10 million awesome <laughs> I don't know it's strangely cool <laughs> some of the missions are really dumb as well it's like sir there's a uh was it? Uh, oh, it's a Romulan vessel off the off the starboard bow. <laughs> they wouldn't say so, whatever. whatever they say. There's a Romulan vessel on screen, and they'll be like, "You have stumbled into our territory. Turn back now." And Picard just immediately goes, "Fire a warning shot." <laughs> it's like, so I don't think this would happen like this. That's exactly what happens on Star Trek every week, isn't it? <laughs> well, they did, Picard they did immediately shoots. <laughs> fire a warning shot. And then there are other times, I think that's just a random one. Sometimes you'll say firing a warning shot and other ones are just like, let's be diplomatic about this. And it's like, they're raising shields. Oh. <laughs> nice try, Picard. It's a pretty well-made table. It's, it's just, it's, it's so dumb. It's a bit too easy to get the Borg multiple, but you know. Can't have everything. Except Borg multiples. Borg multiples. <laughs> Borg balls. Apparently the, the DX11 lighting is coming like August, so hopefully soon, to make it look like the PS4 version, you know, with proper live lighting rather than their sort of faked lighting that they have right now. Okay. Okay, you have to so update be, us on that. So it'll hopefully be super pretty. Out. Nice. Okay. I'm done. I think Sounds that might like, be podcast done. Yeah, I think it might be podcast done. Thanks for joining us, listeners. Um, next week we'll have... Uh, well, well, uh, uh, what, what have we got next time? Did you say Noodle fork updates. <laughs> noodle <laughs> yeah. fork updates. Okay. So um, ne- ne- tune in next time to hear if, if Rob's noodle fork has in the fact evolution. been delivered. Also, we, we'll have the evolution of the uh, artisan shit van concept. <laughs> Maybe. Indeed. So, <laughs> artisan shit van.
But just, for now, just say it to yourself. It's it's the best. Thanks for joining us and um, come back for the artisan chip van. Shit van. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bye everyone. Shit van. Shit. Bye. Bye.